0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the season, Gaming Big Cast, episode 155. It is a lovely Saturday morning here, and we've got a hell of a show to you today with a great cast. So, we are going to get into it. I'm your host, Ainsley Bowden, and with me, as always, my friend Dan Rodriguez, going with a banana focused potassium approach today. I see.
1: Yep. It's all about the health, people. Yeah. <laughs> <Take> <laughs> health as well. Health as yeah. well. Yeah, exactly, man. Make sure you have that balance somewhere, you know. Ding dongs, Twinkies, bananas, and Diet <laughs> Dr Pepper. Actually, I have that, and also Diet or Dr Pepper Coke Zero, not a sponsor. So we are ready to go. Ready <laughs> nice. to go today, man. You doing all right? I'm good. I'm I'm right. I'm a little. It's Saturday. It's raining, which is normal. Apparently, It's been raining
0: for like a week and a half. It's been
1: yeah. weird. Yeah, this sucks. I mean, it just needs to stop. This is getting ridiculous. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, good. Very
0: good. Welcoming back to the show, a Bitcast regular, and he's actually awake today. And, and guys, he escaped the vault. He did it, he made it out. He's here. Mr. Luke Lore, the Incipit Ghost host of the Xbox Expansion Pass, back with us. What's
2: happening, my friend? Cheers, everybody. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Uh, quick shout out to those of you who showed up to the Cast Co op premiere yesterday. I apologize. I, I absolutely did sleep through that. Uh, I, it was it was generally just a, a long week. I wrapped up, and this is kind of cool, 10 years of teaching. I wrapped up my 10th year with students yesterday. Nice. Congrats. Uh, so it was, a, it was a, just an emotionally long day and long year, and so I kind of ended up just crashing by accident. Um, but thank you to all of you for being there, and uh, thank you guys for having me back here. It's great to see Miles again. Uh, one of my favorite content creators out there. Uh, Dan,
1: I am worried about you a few years from now.
2: Um, Listen, I but, live uh, a great
1: life, a great life. I can't complain about a single thing. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to go down in flames. The first thing he complains <laughs> he about today, big I need memorial. to check call him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just make it, you know, just everybody have some kind of dessert behind you like a tiramisu that sounds actually really good right now so um i know what creme i'm doing brulee, after this. if
0: you're gonna pick one go
1: creme brulee nah, you know what ben and jerry's makes a great tiramisu ice cream not to get <laughs> off topic but it's fantastic i've got two uh, giant things of it in my fridge for after the show but hashtag not an ad yeah yeah <laughs> also not <an> ad. yeah
3: <laughs>
0: Oh, joining okay. us for the first time, a uh, friend of the show from Windows Central Gaming and all of our friends over there is Mr. Windows Central YouTube himself, Don't Miles Dompier.
4: Oh there we yeah, I please. like the pronunciation. I was joking with the guys before I went live, but you know, depending who I'm trying to cater to, that's how I pronounce it. If I'm got a hardcore American crowd, I'm going Dompier, <laughs> but you know, if I'm trying to feel feel fancy, I do Dompier. Because that is technically correct. But um, growing up in high school, my name was always butchered. Last name was always butchered. (laughs) Got a lot of dompers. And I'm like, come on. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I laugh.
0: But if we want to talk about getting names butchered in high school, try being Ainsley for a day. It's always fun. All right guys, we're going to uh we're going to go ahead and jump into it. But first, Miles, um first time guest, so real quick, man. Uh wanna talk through kind of your gaming history, what brought you to this point, brought you to Windows Central. You know, what what kind of kicked off gaming for you in your life, man?
4: It all started 30 years ago. <laughs> uh, I, I tell the story a lot, but the, my very first interaction with a video game ever was uh The Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past on Super Nintendo. Oof, great one. So I was at my aunt's house. I saw the poster on the wall of the map of Hyrule. And I was like, what is that? What is that? And she's like, oh, that's Zelda. I'm like, what's Zelda? And so she busts out the SNES, hooks it up. I play it. And I'm like, this is what video games are? This is blowing my mind. So from that point on, I harassed my parents until I got a SNES at home. (laughs) And that kind of set everything in motion for me. So in retrospect, it was pretty wild that the first game I ever played is one of the greatest games ever made. So set the bar pretty high. Um, and then from there, if, you know, I've jumped around, I've been a PlayStation loyal, PS1 absolutely loved, um, fell in with Xbox more so as I got older and got more socially focused with gaming, yeah. um, Halo Land parties back in the day, yes. Hunter the Reckoning sleepovers, uh, that was my jam in my, my, my pre-teens and teens, and then um, yeah, from there, uh, it's just kind of grown, it's always been a passion, and then it's something in recent years that I've been kind of pursuing more uh professionally so yeah Yeah. do uh video stuff over for windows central gaming right now
0: yeah no we were talking about it before we went live of course but yeah just quick congrats on on that man because uh the growth is growth is fantastic the quality is fantastic and so it's well deserved and uh you guys just keep killing it over there so congrats
1: no i really appreciate that shout out to your asmr videos yeah. awesome like, like yes. when the first one came uh, out i was like this is the most looks fantastic thing i've ever seen it was it was so good. so good uh
4: it's definitely a cult video in the windows central Uh-oh. gaming lore but <laughs> the ogs know about gamer asmr oh man and if you don't then um do some digging and treat yourself to that
1: <laughs> yeah i saw it i was like what in the hell oh yeah yeah oh. it did make some good you know Got
4: me good, that, some rough good. That, that was the intention. You know? <laughs> Everyone needs a little uh, gamer ASMR and some trying times. So, right, No doubt, no doubt. So hit us
0: real quick with your, uh, what's your favorite franchise of all time? Or game of all time?
4: Either one. Favorite franchise of all time? I'm picking one right here. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> um, That is incredibly difficult. Yeah, um, that's the point. Okay, I guess if I'm picking one right now, favorite gaming franchise of all time is probably dark souls okay all right big big castlevania fan for me dark souls was kind of the evolution of the metroidvania formula um yeah i love it the 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 difficulty you and
0: i going back on twitter about how good dark souls 3 like i mean it's just one of the all-time greats in my
4: opinion dark souls 3 one of the greatest rpgs ever made hands down yeah um better than bloodborne uh, that's what I was going to say. Agree. I, I, I agree. had that question. I agree. Okay.
2: yeah I first it's off, Dark Close. Souls
4: or Bloodborne it's- is not a bad game at all. I love Bloodborne because people get very upset when I say that Dark <laughs> Souls three is a better game than Bloodborne. It is, but that's just the, that's the reality that we live in. It. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: Miles, I want to take a moment to interrupt Danes and say it's very nice to hear some truth being spoken about Bloodborne mediocre you know yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, don't yeah.
4: don't put that in my mouth no, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be
2: butchered. your words your words
0: yeah I mean I, I'm I'm clipping this uh and I'm going to edit it a little bit but Blood,
2: um, Bloodborne <clears throat> is fantastic there
0: no that's not getting
2: clipped oh, um, we have a mutual <laughs> fan we have a mutual friend ish ish that is a diehard hard an, uh, uh, an acquaintance an of Bloodborne a work acquaintance at that yeah, yeah um he, he is a i believe the kids call him a stan for bloodborne st- okay hmm. yeah is he
4: primarily a playstation
2: person he is, he oh, is. He is. and okay. there's
4: there's clear bias there Absolutely. i won't i won't say yeah. anything else but I'm, i see a correlation but
1: mm, uh, okay. you get it. you get it <laughs> Not even here to defend himself. We need a pop-in oh, in the, like <laughs> like, no, the chat. No, he's in the chat. need a, we're a little pop little. in like last week. Just a little <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: chat. <laughs> what's going on, man? Good to see everyone. Thanks for coming out. Um so funny enough then let's get to uh, what we're currently playing, but I'll, I'll come back to one of our topics because I'm interested to hear your thoughts, Miles. But currently playing, guys. So uh, I know we wanted to touch on, uh, Luke, you wanted to touch on Resident Evil Village, and we've got Miles, who apparently has played it more than any human being on the rest of the earth. So <laughs> let's go ahead and talk through it. You said you beat it, Luke. So we talked mm-hmm. the other night and mm-hmm. you hadn't beat it yet. And right. we were talking about the differences between seven and eight. Um, and I personally think eight is better than seven as an overall game. Mm -hmm. Um, but where are you at now that you finished it?
2: I absolutely love resident evil eight without a doubt. I love it. I think seven is better at what seven tries to do. And eight is better at what eight tries to do. And the comparison that we, it is a cop out. Um, (laughs) but but one that I'm comfortable making now that I've, I've beaten it. And after our discussion on cast co-op, uh, which is live, and I hope you all will check out. Um, <laughs> uh, it's really the alien and aliens comparison. It, it is. really is. That was
0: a good it, analogy. It,
2: it really is. I mean, Resident Evil 7 is alien, uh, slower paced, more methodical, more horror based. Uh, and Resident Evil 8 Village is aliens. I mean, it's more action based, a lot more shooting involved. The gameplay mechanics in both are wonderful at what they try to do. Um, I would, if I was to replay it, either of them, it would be eight. And uh, I think after BioMutant and Mass Effect, I probably will. Um, but I really enjoyed eight and my time with it. I was not scared once, which is interesting. I really was hoping for a bit of. A, oh, a, look
0: a, at me! A, I don't get scared. Oh, it. I'm a Resin- tough guy.
2: Oh, I'm so tough. <laughs> I've been working out. <laughs> I've out. I'm Resin- <laughs> I had to work out. not scared. got <laughs> bro. Resident Evil Seven <laughs> petrified me. And I was thinking I was going to get more of that, and so it was—it was, uh, was not—it was not that at all. But it's such a great game, such a great game. The one thing that I, I kind of was bummed about was uh, retreading. I wanted to go back to a few areas that I couldn't get back to unless I made a mistake. And Miles, I think it's one of my questions for you. In booting up my my post finishing game one save, like typical Resident Evil, you can get all your access to all your weapons and whatnot. Um, but is there no way to load an old save and then retraverse the whole game? Or do I need to just play back through to do certain things?
4: Yeah. So I've played through the game seven times. I'm on my eighth playthrough right now. And when you're going through a playthrough, there are certain areas of the game that once you finish them, like the castle, Mm -hmm. that's locked off. That's, yes, that was,
2: that was exactly my problem is I wanted to go back and do a treasure map uh, to get one of the challenges done. And I was like, oh, okay, can't can't go back and do that. That said, loved it. Still love the experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Miles, where are you at on it, man? I mean, were you as big of a fan of Seven as you are now, Village?
4: Yes. Yeah, so for me, RE7 um, was exactly what Resident Evil needed as a franchise at that time. Me, I agree. Um, yeah. I love Resident Evil. I even liked Six, despite the fact that it was just the dumbest thing they've ever done. I, it's still a fun <laughs> game, fundamentally. Right. RE7 came out and that floored me in terms of like this is Resident Evil going back to basics, focusing on horror, focusing on small puzzles, focusing on resource management. And it was incredible. I love like for me, the first 80 percent of Resident Evil 7 is a perfect game. Like, I have no complaints with the first 80%. Yeah. Towards the back end, in typical RE fashion, things start to get ridiculous. Things start to fall apart. Um. But mostly, that game is incredible. So for me, Resident Evil Village is a more fun game. Yeah. And Resident Evil 7 is a better horror game. Yeah, that's in probably fact- fair.
2: Yeah. I'm curious if you have the same comparison point for Resident Evil 8's ending, which we will not spoil, to be very clear. But <laughs> there is a shift in tone at one point towards the latter, the latter portion of the game, yep. and I wonder if you think that's akin to, to what they do in Seven as well.
4: Yes, it's for me. I, again, won't spoil it, but there's a point in Resident Evil Eight <clears> where <throat> you get to a section, you're like. Okay, this is just absurd Resident Evil nonsense again. I mean, the Village at least sets the tone that the game is going to be absurd from the get. Like, you know it's going to be ridiculous. So Mm -hmm. it's not as much of a just left hook. Like RE7, that comes out of nowhere and you're like, oh, this is like a different game now. RE Village is more ridiculous, so it fits in. But yes, in typical RE fashion, the ending is pretty dumb. It's a yeah. pretty dumb ending, and it sets up some things that I'm go, um, very unsure about for <laughs> RE9. But yeah. um, overall, incredible, best replayability of any Resident Evil game. Like I, I've never played through a Resident Evil game that many times at launch ever. Yeah. I haven't even played any game that many times at launch. So yeah, that one's really kind of sunk its hooks into me, and I I love it. So you wrote an article about
1: it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, what's the incentive I'm playing? I mean, for somebody that hasn't played and not going to play, what's the incentive (laughs) on playing that game over and over? Is it like a new game plus – or is there more stuff to unlock? It's and like explore? Resident
0: Evil's villages, a uh, Resident Evil's version of the new game plus. So Miles okay. can certainly explain it the best. I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah.
4: everything you do carries over. All of your weapons, all of your upgrades, all of your items, all of your money carries over every single playthrough. And when you yeah. beat the game for the first time, you unlock this list of challenges. And those challenges give you uh, challenge points. And there's this like end game shop. So you can buy new weapons. You can buy unlimited ammo for any weapon that you fully upgrade. So there's this huge list of things you can unlock once you've beaten the game. So every time you do a playthrough, you feel like you're getting something new. Um, Beating it on the harder difficulties unlocks even more weapons. Um, Once you do mercenaries, if you're just a mad lad and you can do double S on every stage of mercenaries, you get a double sided lightsaber. And you can run through the entire game with a double-sided lightsaber. Oh, Luke Luke lit up. Luke. I haven't. I haven't done that because (laughs) oh, the second half of those mercenary stages are pretty tough, pretty brutal. But yeah, there's just so much to do. And once you get unlimited Magnum ammo, and you're just, you can beat the game. And I beat the game in an hour and forty-five minutes. Like you can just (laughs) fly through that game. And which which
0: speaks to the quality of its design, right? Like the fact that you have this game that. It's more hub-based and you can kind of spend 12 like my original playthrough was 12 and a half hours because I I explore and take my time, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But the fact that you can then turn around and beat the same game in an hour and a half is crazy to me. It just speaks to like the design of how well that's implemented.
4: Yeah. So it's it's something I can't recommend enough. It's yeah, if you thought re seven was too scary, this definitely curbs the scares quite a bit I was still pretty impressed with a few sections of the game I thought there were a few really well designed really tense moments um but after the first quarter-ish of the game that's kind of thrown out the window I would say and it's more just balls to the wall gunslinging action much more action so Resident Evil Village is I was talking about this when I was first playing it's Resident Evil 4 almost beat for beat in in many areas in many ways and so that made me go back and start replaying resident evil 4 and it's it's obvious that resident evil village was the spiritual successor to resident evil 4 they they mirrored everything about that game to resident evil 4 which which is a smart move if you're trying to cater to the hardcore resident evil fan because many consider that to be the the goat um so, it makes me really curious what they're even going to do with the RE4 remake now after playing Village.
2: But I, w- I would argue that they did a good job of learning from the pacing of RE4, where it dragged. I think it, RE4 drags a bit in the castle oh, um, yeah. section. Yeah. I feel like they paced Village very well. Mm-hmm. Very well. Even with its weird outlier section kind of towards the end, pacing was, I thought, wonderful uh, in, in Village. And it, it's an incentive for me to replay it all that much more knowing i can control some of that pacing now uh with the new kind of upgraded abilities in in a new game plus
4: yeah there's pretty much no section of the game that feels like when you replay it you're like uh because that's with four there are definitely parts where you know it's going to be a a slog as soon as you get ashley you're like okay here we go Mm -hmm. here we go
0: (laughs) yeah no doubt let me get the super chat real quick from mo my
4: brother my sons, I
0: hope you have a wonderful show, boys. Cheers to everyone watching. I hope you all enjoy your weekends. Dan, still waiting on you. Free the nips.
1: I'm working on it now. <laughs> I'm working on a, a giant reveal. So you know, it may be its own video. I don't know. Yet. Yeah, that that's yeah. got to
0: be its own video. Yeah. I mean, charities are going to line up. There's you know, there's a lot it's that's gonna gonna be going to be
1: insane. Today. The amount of like, the chat's going to be like you know, you won't be able to catch up with it. That's <laughs> and then it's gonna, it's going to end. It's gonna be fantastic.
0: Thank you, Mo. Appreciate it, brother. Uh, here he goes a question for you guys from Brett. What's going on, Brett? Which way will RE9 lean in panel's opinion? Action or horror? So will it be more like seven or more like eight? What do you guys think?
2: Miles, you go first. Okay,
4: I was, gonna say, <laughs> I was, I was gonna, gonna say action. I don't want to spoil anything <laughs> for anyone, but I'm a little concerned with RE9's direction based on the end of that game. I'm, I'm feeling a I'm feeling some RE6 vibes coming in hot Uh-oh. in terms of like the storytelling and how over the top it could potentially be. I don't know. We don't know. They've done an amazing job. Capcom has been killing it back to back to back, which I've been really impressed by. But what is set up at the end of RE8 makes me um, very worried
2: when it comes to storytelling. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that. I-, I would echo that same concern. From a gameplay perspective, and to to Miles's point, the Capcom's record with Resident Evil from the two remake, from seven to remake, three remake, and now Village is fantastic. The story setup really makes me question just how they'll go about implementing a worthwhile game experience. But but it is interesting. I will say that um, of the two options, more like seven or more like eight. I would think it'd be more like eight. Me mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Me um, yeah, yeah. Based on some of those story beats. Uh, And I would imagine eight will sell better long-term, but seven did, it was no slouch in in that respect either. My hope is that with this duality that they're doing with remakes and with, with seven and eight is that they also find a mechanism to give us another seven like experience while continuing the story, because there's a lot of ways to explore the world that they've set up. And in fact, I would say the lichens are very underused in eight or under explained. And you could, you could do more horror wise, with them, uh, from a different character's perspective, but I was very pleased overall. And I do think we're going to see a more action-based sequel.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think we will too. Um, although I will say, you know, if you, if you go back, forget about, try and forget about village for a minute and you look, go back to when you first played seven and finish that game, right? Would Mm -hmm. you have ever expected the environment and story of eight? I wasn't, I mean, they completely just took that a direction. I wasn't expecting at all. So, Mm who knows what they're going to do with nine. I mean, we, we know what that ending was like and what they're setting up, but who knows where the hell they'd take it. I mean, they, Mm -hmm. they obviously with resident evil's history, have no problem just going out of left field and saying, here's what happened. Deal with it. Um, So I think we'll probably get something like that. Yeah. Uh, By the way, Joe, Joe is still going on here. I I don't know what's going on. He said, uh, you know, are we just going to act like the bloodborne slander didn't happen? Um, I mean, it's not slander. It's just, you know,
4: yeah. It's fundamental facts. principles of game design.
2: I don't know. Right. I'm, don't, I didn't make the rules. Yeah, and
0: <laughs> Brigadier, Brigadier took care of them. You know, it's not slander. It's just facts. It is what it is.
2: And uh, do you think that this is the year where you see the Bloodborne sequel get announced from Ooh, Sony? I hope so. Um, I really do Ooh. think this is the year where, where they, they show something for it. But I will be very upset on that day only because I like reminding him that if it was so great, they would have made a sequel by now. Um,
0: <laughs> so I'll, I will lose them that with-
2: joking point.
0: You, you hit him where it hurts and yeah. where it hurts. <laughs> I got right, guys, what else you can yeah, So I'm saying Sorry. last <laughs> night, no joke. So this knockout city game came out literally out of nowhere. Launches on game pass you see the, the trailer for it, you think, oh, God, here's another one of those Destruction All-Stars or, you know... Uh, Rocket not, Arena. Rocket Arena, you know, one of those games where it's like, you're going to play it for five minutes, you're going to uninstall it and never think about it again. We played for over three hours straight last night, most of it in a private match, three-on-three, three, and I swear it's some of the most fun I've had in a very long time gaming. We were laughing the entire time. Um, so I'm telling you, if you haven't tried this game, and you, it, you can jump in, it takes... Couple minutes to learn, and you can play a full match in like five minutes, 10 minutes. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Any of you try it yet?
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, that game is a blast. I went in like you, low expectations. I was yeah. like, All right, it's a dodgeball arena, like dodgeball overwatch. Like, what what yeah. is this? And then I did the tutorial. I'm like, This is Splatoon, this is Splatoon. And it feels ball. like that almost, and yeah. this is a blast. We, yeah, we played no joke for like three or four hours last night and we were just we made our crew you can customize your crew yep. customize your car have a ridiculous banner um and we were just <laughs> doing the rocking well also getting rocked people are way better at that game than i was expecting already i'm like wow this, there, there's gonna be some definitely gonna be a skill gap
0: right that skill gap's gonna grow and grow as people get a handle on
4: it mm-hmm. so yeah. i love it yeah again i if you haven't played it and you have game pass do it it's a blast
0: yeah yeah it's surprisingly fun luke uh, dan i don't think it's your type of game you even gonna give it a look
1: no i mean i'm glad everybody's having fun with it i'm just not yeah i've just never been like a multiplayer guy so yeah 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 it looks good though
0: yeah it's 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 simple and the mechanics actually work very well which you need in a jump in competitive game but yeah once people start getting a handle on it um it's kind of funny freaking Mo in the chat over here. He's throwing like curveballs. He's throwing up, up in the air and curving down. Like I should have done the whole training, man. Should have done the whole training. He was pulling shit out. I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Luke, I take it by your silence. You know, I was, it.
2: I, I have not touched it yet. It's, it is downloaded. I am excited for it. I did try rocket arena, uh, to <laughs> the reference earlier. Yeah. And I, I had a decent amount of fun with it. I mean, it was fun for a short amount of time, right? It doesn't, it doesn't, age well. Yeah. Um, and it gave me those vibes. But hearing you guys say that is encouraging. And I'm thinking that Joe, myself, and Kevin will boot it up and and have a go with it uh, for sure. It. It's funny, though, these three-player games are limiting versus some of the four-player games because we've had a few of them yep. come out lately. Second Extinction, uh, most recently, I think, was the, the other one. And I'm running into issues where with certain groups, I cannot play I cannot play the games that we want to unless it's a four-player one with certain groups and I'm having to be very choosy. But yeah. the, the way you said private matches and that they're working well, and I hear crossplay is immaculate uh, yep. in its launch state, which is great to hear. Um, I'm anxious to try this one, and, and I would imagine we chat about it on Nextcast Co-op because launching a cross-play game well yeah. is an important thing to do. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. no doubt. Yeah, we played uh, three on three private, uh, like, like I said, for hours last night. And you don't get any progression in private, but we didn't even care, man. It was just, it was so much fun. So, nice. yeah, definitely check it out. You, I mean, you can't go wrong, right? Game Pass as usual. Just give it a try. You like it? If not, no big deal, right? Um, Want to talk? I can't, but I, you know, quick shout out on Biomutant. Playing the crap out of it. Um, I'm already playing New Game Plus. Um, it, it's. You know, can't really say anything, but just stay tuned. The embargo is up Monday morning at 10 a.m. Central, whatever that is for you. Um, Really, really excited to talk about it. Have a review. That's Central Time, Luke. Central Time, by the way. Um,
2: No one knows what it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can't do the conversion. It's too confusing. I got to Google it. Um, So review will be up then. Uh, A whole list of tips. Uh, will be up that trust me, you're going to want to read before you jump in because I've learned a lot the hard way, um, and a lot of other stuff, all spoiler free. So be sure to uh tune in Monday morning for that or be on the lookout for it. All right, so we were talking about Dark Souls, and uh, it's it's lesser kind of from software title Bloodborne, um. <clears throat> Did you guys see this week? We're gonna <laughs> Let's get into the weekly stuff. Did you guys see this Lies of P trailer, which is a Souls-ish game based on the dark story of Pinocchio? Which, when I first read that, I'm like, what in the hell are we talking about here? And then I actually watched the trailer, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm in. I'm like, I'm in. Just, if it plays well, I'm in. So, did you guys check this out?
2: I have uh, no clue what you're talking about, except that I'm Googling it while you...
0: It, it if only we had it
2: on
4: show notes that were sent like two hours That's ago. Crazy. That would have been convenient.
2: I was watching Army of the Dead. Yeah.
1: Is that out now? Great.
4: Um, Liza P is the most absurd concept for a video game I've seen in years. I didn't even think it was real when I saw it, like making the rounds on Twitter. I'm like, a Souls like Pinocchio game? What? So, and I Googled it, found the trailer, watched it, and this team was like, "We love Bloodborne. Bloodborne's dope." We want to remake Bloodborne, but we legally can't. So, what if we made Bloodborne, but we made the main character Pinocchio? And that is the vibe of that trailer. Really dark, really gritty, has the, the epic monologue of Geppetto carrying the, the lugging briefcase of Pinocchio into this desecrated yep. building. And
0: it uh, looks straight out of Souls, too. I mean, it, it looks straight out.
4: Of they were not shy about just plagiarizing the no From Software trailer formula to the no T. No. And I'll play any Souls-like. It doesn't have to be good. I'll at least dabble. I hope this is good. (laughs) It sounds dumb. It sounds incredibly dumb, but I'm here for it. Let's go.
2: More weird games. This is (laughs) one hell of a trailer. Dude,
4: and wait till the music
0: music kicks in at the end and it sounds just like a uh, Souls or Bloodborne uh, boss battle. I was like, oh my God, dude, they're nailing it. So it's really, as you know, right, it's really going to be about the feel of the game. If they can nail the mechanics um kind of the level design then you know then they're gonna i think they're really gonna have something because as we know when a souls like is done well um you know there's a big audience out there for those games uh far mm-hmm. bigger than i think people realize right so um yeah i'm pumped for it i, I watched it, i was like oh my god i'm hyped up over a pinocchio game what the hell's happening
4: yeah shout out to liza p if you haven't watched the trailer treat yourself it's a little slow i will admit like the the first like 30 seconds to a minute's kind of slow but it's um, it's a thing that exists and it wasn't something that was on my 2021 bingo card. I'll tell you that much.
1: <laughs> yeah, Like the whole premise of it sounds awesome. And then you're like, hey, it's Souls-ish. I'm like, oh, okay. Awesome. Another game I won't play. <laughs> it looks so, so good that I want to play that it's not going to happen. But you know what? I mean, I'm, I'm all about, you know, if you take these, you know, kind of Disney-ish characters and kind of turn them on their heads, put them in like a little dark, you know, background setting. I mean, it, it sounds like it, it could be really, really awesome or terrible. So it, it's—I don't think it's going to sit anywhere in the middle. But I'm, you know, also excited for people to try it out. I feel like I'm going to say that a lot <laughs> coming up between this and Resident Evil. I don't even know what else we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh,
4: yeah. It's I'm on board either way. If it's amazing, yes. If it's terrible, yes. I'm going. I like terrible horror movies. I love a good terrible game. I'm like I'll 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 support it. So yeah. either way, I'm on board. Yeah, I'm on board just for the concept alone. I saw so many people cringing when that was making the rounds. Like a souls like Pinocchio. Why? What have we done to deserve this? <laughs> and I was we, like, we don't deserve example. this. I mean, we don't deserve a souls <laughs> like Pinocchio
0: jeez yeah it's like well i mean if you read the developer comments i guess it's the creative director spoke you know he just gave kind of a quote on it he basically said we've always seen the tale of pinocchio as much darker as it was i he said something like originally intended like like pinocchio and the whole lie telling is more of a metaphor for humanity and you know lying to get through their lives and he he kind of touched on all this he's like we've always wanted to just portray it as a dark story a dark story so sounds crazy um but to your point miles i don't it doesn't even have to be a great game as long as it's okay to play like it's not broken right um Mm -hmm. i'm in yeah Uh, i'll definitely give it a shot let's go yeah so cool all right so let's uh guys there wasn't a whole lot of news this week just because you know uh as miles and i were joking before the show lips are starting to tighten up before we get to e3 and summer game fest and all these things so But there are a lot of kind of rumblings and kind of thoughts and things that are coming out about Summer Game Fest and E3 and what's going to happen. We did get some news about uh, different publishers, developers, what have you, this week. Uh, Miles, I know you did a video just a couple days ago on what we might see at Xbox's stage with, uh, you know, obviously Starfield was the huge topic this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, there's Hellblade 2 and all this other stuff. So let's go ahead and talk through some of that. That's what we're going to spend the bulk of our conversation on. So Jeff Cayley came out this week. Formerly kind of announced Summer Game Fest and the plans for it. Um, he listed some of uh, the companies that they're working with. So it kicks off on June 10th and it's going to kick off before E3. It'll kind of kick off the big celebration, if you will. And I've got here uh, the brands listed. Or the I I say brands, but the partners. So, you know, a a lot of it is similar to E3 and what the ESA is working with. But uh, most interesting, of course, is that PlayStation is here and showing up in Summer Game Fest, whereas they're not showing up in E3. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I found really interesting here is if you look in the top left is Amazon Games is not only sponsoring the the event, but there are partners to supposedly show something at the event. Now... No idea, obviously, what the hell that's going to be or what their plans are, but I I just thought it was interesting to call out because we keep joking about kind of Stadia and Amazon and them kind of just flailing at the moment. But uh, if they've got something to show from their game development, that could be really interesting too. But according to Jeff Keighley, uh, and I'll let you guys touch on this and some thoughts, um, there is going to be a world premiere showcase, which is going to focus on figure world premieres uh that's gonna have more than a dozen from some of these partners so you're looking at some big games could be some playstation stuff there as i said um and that like i said is uh june 10th leading into june 11th before ubisoft kicks off kind of formal e3 on june 12th so it looks like we're gonna have like five straight days of game show stuff starting on june 10th so what do you guys Kind of just again, we don't have any hardcore facts here or anything we know. What 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 would you like to see? What are you expecting? And specifically as re- as it relates to PlayStation working with Summer Game Fest, what do you think PlayStation is going to bring as well? So, Miles, I'll start with you, man, because I know you've uh, kind of been talking about a little of this.
4: Yeah, so it's really interesting that we're going to have Summer Games Fe- or Summer Game Fest and E three kind of happening in in tandem this year are going to be existing at the same time, uh, Summer Game Fest, kicking everything off. And yeah, like you said, a lot of the partners that uh, are confirmed at for E3 are also going to be at Summer Game Fest. So I'm yeah. just very curious to see what that's going to mean for the big showcases this year, because we're used to with E3, everyone dumping all of their biggest games at once. And I'm wondering if this year it's going to be a little more spread out because we know Xbox is going to be at Summer Game Fest as well as E3. So yeah. does this mean they they drop one big announcement with Summer Game Fest and save the rest for their show, or they split the difference? It, I'm really curious to see kind of how that all plays out. It is exciting that PlayStation will be there in some capacity. I'm glad that was kind of confirmed for Summer Game Fest since they yeah. were the the weird omission from the E3 <laughs> list. I mean, even Nintendo was back, which was which was really wild. So I'm hoping with PlayStation we at least get some updates from like uh, the New Horizon. Like, what's what's going on with that? Are we going to get a teaser for God of War? Um, Some people are kind of expecting God of War and and Horizon more specifically this year. And we don't really know that that's the case. We don't we haven't really got updates for either of those games. So I'd love PlayStation to at least update players with the stuff we already know about. And I think realistically, that's going to be a lot of what E3 is. Uh, There are definitely going to be some surprises. There's going to be some cool big reveals like the Summer Game Fest is going to have a bunch of world premieres. But as we saw last year, those aren't all going to be massive, triple-A, no, mind-blowing no. releases. Yeah. We had the the Evil Dead game revealed you know, with, with Jeff last year, which, world premiere. I am a huge supporter of that idea. But I yeah. feel like the majority of the world doesn't care about an Evil Dead game. So that's <laughs> kind of going to be the balance. I'm hoping PlayStation sneaks a couple in because they've been talking about the, the 25 new IP that they're working on. Maybe we'll get a big reveal from PlayStation there and say, this is one of the new IP that we're working on. Here's a little taste of what's what's to come there. Yeah. Um, for Xbox, again, we they have a lot of teams. They have a lot of studios and a lot of teams within those studios working on projects. So I'm hoping we see, I would love to see what, what's next from Coalition, or not Coalition, but um, Compulsion. 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 Yeah. Um, That is the big question mark right now. There's been a lot of like leaks and speculation regarding what they're working on, but I want to see some sort of taste of what that is because that team with a big budget to me is, is incredibly exciting. We happy few great game, really cool concept, super small scale project, super small budget. And they had to basically stretch outside of their means to make that game happen. I want to see what the first xbox game studios compulsion game looks like um we've we've talked and teased the uh you know the dragon and we've teased the the cyclone i don't think there's any world where we get any information about the dragon project at e3 this year or or maybe even next year it's 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 a way ways out but the cyclone that's a big question mark as well and there's a possibility that we'll see what that game is at e3 this year and i would love for that game to be revealed in official capacity um Because again, can't talk too much about it, but the information I've seen regarding that—that is going to be a really cool partnership, and it's going to be something that a lot of people wouldn't expect from this particular team. Um, And then Capcom is going to be there. What's Capcom showing? Yeah. Um, What I'm blanking on. What is that space game that revealed that I've already forgotten?
0: Protocol. Is that the one you're talking about? No, no, it's
4: not. It's It had the teaser of like the astronaut floating around in space. Oh, I know um, what you're
0: talking about. Yeah. It's um, not
4: returnal, but it kind of gives me that vibe. Like it's yeah. a weird made up yeah. word. Right? I can't remember.
0: They, they showed it last year. They premiered it last year. Right. That, t- that teaser for it. I don't remember what it's called. So Anyone that Cap- the chat can call it out.
4: Yeah, exactly. If you guys, I'm totally blanking and I feel bad, but um, <laughs> that sounds like that was pushed a ways. So what else is Capcom working on? Um, are we going to see some classic reboots? I mean, I'm a big Mega Man fan. I would love to see some sort of Mega Man come back. I don't there you think go. It Sh- will. said it's Pragmata. That's right. Okay, Pragmata. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate that. Uh, I think recently that was confirmed that that is has pushed a ways out. So I would love to see an update. Uh, again, a lot of the games that we know about right now, Starfield, another prime example, we have no idea what that even is <laughs> publicly. <laughs> Tell a, them, Miles. Tell it's them. a Bethesda game that has space, and that's it. I mean, all, there's <laughs> a ton of stuff floating around in the insider circles and the leaks, and people have you know, kind of pieced together what it could potentially be. But the average person on a public level has no flipping idea what that game even is. And that is the case for so many games right now. So I'm hoping that we get at least some sort of updates because I think Summer Games Fest and E3 are going to be harsh reminders of the reality of COVID, and a lot of the games people were expecting soonish probably aren't coming soonish but i still want to see some kind of update for them it sounds to me like
2: miles did not watch the definitive recap of starfield information (laughs) oh
4: yeah sorry i did skip that i apologize um no there's again nothing is official until it's official yeah, that, that and, is my. And the weird
0: thing is, right? A lot of, especially these leak screenshots and a lot of these rumblings, uh, are from, you know, a handful of people from a few years ago, um, and as we know, game development it, games change drastically. Let's let's wait three weeks until we see it, and then we can realistically talk about it.
3: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you have Todd Howard himself, literally joking about people getting excited for it when it's his game and his studio um because they don't know anything about it, it it's kind of funny like mm-hmm. calm down take a step back yes, please right? <laughs> and luke you uh you said something the other day on cast co-op exactly what miles just said is you you definitely believe that this show is going to demonstrate the impact of covid um, Absolutely. and there's going to be leftovers from 2020 that finally show up and mm-hmm. there's going to be other games that people are wanting or expecting that don't show up sure um and i think I, it's going to be a combination of that so feel free to kind of Talk through anything, uh, touch on anything Miles just said or, or some thoughts of your own there.
3: Well,
2: so you Miles- can start
0: with Summer Game Fest. That's the first one, <clears throat> and then we can we can break it up if you want into the different shows. It's up to you.
2: Sure. I mean, off the top of my head, Miles covered a lot of the, the relevant points that that kind of were, were postulating through my mind and I was jotting notes down there uh, as he kind of went and, and ticking uh, off some things. By the way,
0: this is true. That's the one thing we do know about the game. Garfield will stop global
4: warming.
2: you yeah, damn right. It will. That's right. <laughs> God Howard. Best, thank you. Best tabletop RPG God Howard. Howard. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, I think absolutely. Cyberpunk and Halo Infinite are doing a lot of favors to other development studios right now by way of the way they released and delayed thanks to COVID yeah. uh, and teaching investors perhaps some lessons uh and i think that if there are ways for for studios to delay and financially succeed uh they probably are choosing to do that and so we are going to see a lot of those games that uh would have come out in 2020 be bumped into this year and moreover more and more impactfully we will see a lot of that 2021 catalog uh stretch out maybe not have a release date uh as it were uh, top of my head from the two, the two major players here are going to be Sony and Xbox, Sony and Microsoft, um, and how they distribute their announcements accordingly across Game Fest and E3, particularly with Xbox doing a combined Bethesda show. Uh, yeah. Right now, Sony to me is the, the more interesting of the two uh, because they were the odd man out last year, kind of did their own thing, sort of, kind of, and and it was just such an eclectic year. Uh, Last year, I think we're overdue for a release date on Horizon. I think we are likely going to see that that Ragnarok is a 2022 early game, which is the right choice, I think, for sure for Sony. They're selling out right now. There's no need to rush it, and having a great way to kick off a year is a really good thing for mindset and mindshare. I also
0: Um, heard uh, we don't know if it's true, but someone who did nail all the details of upcoming PlayStation games for like two years straight mm-hmm. and said that God of War is PS5 only. And uh, it's not going to be cross-gen. So if that's right, then completely agree. Let let PS5 grow a little bit, get absolutely. into 2022, and then make that your big hit.
2: Yeah. And if that's true, I'm thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled. I love what they did with Miles Morales, despite the frustration of the way they Uh, marketed the game as being PS5 exclusive. That game was allowed to reach more people by way of being cross-generation. But Ragnarok into 2022, I think, would be a a great thing. Uh, You get a, joking aside, I think you should get a Bloodborne 2 teaser, and then one more teaser for a new IP. And and, And perhaps even two new games. Sony is very good at selling the future. They've done that successfully for the entire last generation teasing you for something great and it's years away years away something that microsoft has not done a good job of <laughs> uh comparatively uh and so i'm really excited to see what sony brings to the table um and their track record at AAA is just it's just bar none the absolute best outshining even nintendo in the last generation so uh, I, I'm thrilled for that. Now Xbox side, I think they're going to go big in that in, in their major showcase uh, with Bethesda. They go big, they show new stuff. Um, I think and I, I, I had to jot notes down as, as he was as uh, Miles was talking. Um, I think you do see some Starfield for the first time, maybe not much, but something. Why are you laughing at me? Because I'm um, laughing about you
0: and your notes. You're the cracking me up. Um, and I'm waiting for you to drop the pencil like you did uh, last time we were talking.
2: Hey, I'm holding it on tightly. Um, <laughs> compulsion and uh, Ninja Theory are the two that I'm most excited about. Do we see more Hellblade 2? What I hope do so, yeah.
0: So so I know you mentioned that as well, Miles, in your latest
4: video. So yeah, I wanted to touch on Hellblade 2 and if we're going
2: to so that. much content, he's not sure. He's like, <laughs> he's like, did uh,
4: I oh, no, I, yeah, I definitely did. The, my last um, video that I put out was not the most uh, uplifting for Xbox fans. So we can, we can touch on that probably more if we're dividing it into E3, because I think that's more where yeah. that's going to be the case. But um, yeah, Hellblade two, one of my most anticipated games. Not sure what we're going to see.
2: If we see anything this, this yeah. year, uh, sadly. <laughs> if we do not see Hellblade two. I would not be depressed by that because it was no, suggestive maybe. of them taking their time and doing it right. And I want to be very, very clear that that's something that as gamers, we need to applaud. And with the state that some games release in, rushed or otherwise, I'm okay with not seeing a certain game. Uh, and it sounds like, feels like, if they're willing to delay their biggest gun in Halo, then they're willing to let these studios take the time. And that's one of the things that makes Microsoft mm-hmm. such an inviting place to work. Based on what i See, you know, in, in our ether, I am not an insider, but from the outside looking in, uh, it seems that way. I'm really thrilled by uh, kind of what we don't know. I think we would see two to three unknown IP from a from a AAA standard, maybe two AAA, and then a couple smaller titles that they do with their sub studios, um, and then I think we we see some stuff on games like uh, the Gunk or Crossfire X, uh, Flight Simulator for consoles, things like that that's how they spread across two different shows. At least that's uh-huh. my mindset. Um, go big on the first impact point uh, with E3 and then and then kind of let those other things trickle out uh, and celebrate so you're not lost in a news cycle. Mm. You're muted, Ames. But very handsome, very handsome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was typing over here. God damn it! Sorry, uh, Dan, man. So a lot of thoughts thrown around. Yeah, um, yeah. So give give us your thoughts. You know, obviously what you want to see. Some of the stuff we've talked about. Uh, but yeah, hit us up.
1: I I will just say, you know, I will echo Luke and Miles. It, the everything that you guys have said, I'm 100 behind. I'd like to see. Here's my biggest thing. After what i think was kind of a lackluster showing of this whole thing and and rightfully you know i totally understand with covid and everything that happened last year i want this is gonna sound stupid but i want the format of these shows to be well done we've the the problem i have with these you know I, i love watching e3 i love watching you know like Keanu would walk on the stage I yeah. loved watching you know like all that stuff was you know it's it's something that you're not going to get so you you've got to try to make it you know i just wanted to you know to be wild and it doesn't have to necessarily be a gigantic game it's all in the way you kind of present sure everything so, I mean, you're
0: you're hyped about tunic which is a one person right. dev team
1: i'm super excited about that game so yeah. it's 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 all about you know how you present everything i think i think they've had a lot of time to you know Kind of figure out what works and you know and what doesn't. So I don't want it just to come out and just you know be like a slightly extended state of play or a direct or something. You know, do something that's going to yeah. keep people engaged and you know,
3: then,
1: oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Dan, and I know hey, you're, you're fine. No, apologize. go
0: ahead. But just the point you're exactly making. I forgot to mention that Jeff Keeley on the Summer Game Fest site com, uh, confirmed it's going to be a full studio show. Okay. this year, not a just virtual event.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. But everything, I mean, as far as whatever E3 is doing and all that stuff, th- that's what I'm excited about coming up. It's it's not, it's less about the games. We have a really good idea of what's coming out. There's going to be some surprises, I think. Yeah. Um, And that's great. It, But, you know, give it to me, you know, don't serve it to me on a paper plate, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it sounds weird, but I mean, I, I, I want, you know, I just want to sit there, relax in the recliner, And just
0: you want the spectacle of it,
1: yeah. That's what I want, and you don't get that with the live shows, you know, like you did back then, you know, back then, two years ago. So you know, so bring that that feeling back if you can, you know, and and as best you can. I understand there are constraints. I understand that you know it's a different time, but you know, we're 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 pushing through. We're we're getting to the point where hopefully here in a year or two we'll be able to go back to that giant spectacle that E three was you know and and that's what i miss from the whole thing you know the games will come and they will be awesome i'm sure you know it's just i want to i want to have a nice you know 3 or 4 hours where i'm just like oh just give it give to me, <laughs> give it to me. i
0: don't know. know about you guys but i mean you know the e3 shows that we've known and loved for for years now right the big ones when they were live uh, i would watch those multiple times each yeah you know, i would, i would just i just enjoy the show you know what i mean and seeing what's yeah. up so um can
2: i can i throw one thing out there of course not shut up hey hey that's a <laughs> hey bad bit tactic thank you miles <laughs> thank you thank you um two two things popped in my mind um and i just forgot one of them which i am really oh here we go all right i have my notes so i'm good uh first the phrase world premiere is often abused at shows like this and world premieres, uh, and this is kind of the point that, that Miles, I think, was starting to touch on. World premieres are indeed world premieres. They're the first time the world mm-hmm. sees it, but that is not indicative of, of full A games every right. single time. Right. And again, I want to stress for people to keep their expectations in check. Four or five announcements that you're excited of out of a show is fantastic. It is fantastic because games are, are meant for that entire breadth of things. And so when you see Uh, a stat come out ahead of the show we're going to have 14 world premieres 15 30 whatever the number is you know 50 games shown off 100 games are in our showcase if you're finding a few that are for you i think that's a really good thing and i would hope that that we try within our content creation spaces to remind that of people um the other part um, it was going to be, uh, I was literally going to, to answer BadBit's question where he asked in chat some time ago if it was a mistake to show Hellblade 2 that early and at yeah. the reveal and I would argue absolutely not it was the perfect game to show that they were trying to compete on a level of God of War visually with spectacle yeah. with writing um and that trailer
0: was can we talk about how amazing that trailer so is. you're
2: talking about moments that you rewatch I've yeah. rewatched Ooh. that that reveal so <laughs> many times and <laughs> it's just wonderful it's one of my
0: favorites ever i mean it's absolutely. way
2: up there yeah very much so very much so um and so i i'm, I'm looking forward to that and, and really want to see uh, how they distribute those announcements across. But I, I thought Hellblade 2 was the perfect game to lo- or to announce and then sit on for a while. Yeah. Keep people thinking.
4: Yeah, right. I wanted, I want to touch on something there as well okay. because Hellblade 2 was announced before Microsoft and the world knew that COVID was going to impact it in the way that it did. It's true. So the reality is any game that is heavily invested in mocap like your like your ninja theory titles like your god of wars there's people who for whatever reason think that playstation for whatever reason is immune to the effects of COVID, and that's not the reality um any game that is heavily utilizing mocap pretty much had a period in time during that year where they couldn't work they couldn't do it they couldn't do big fundamental portions of those projects because they couldn't do the mocap and so uh, Hellblade Two in particular was really affected by that, and that pushed development out way further than they were expecting. Yeah. And if you think that, yeah, God of War is immune to that, um, whatever Naughty Dog is working on next, studios that are known for impressive, high quality mocap, that you're 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 mistaken because that is the reality of game development. Um, you can find developers who will tell you that. You can find people in the industry who will tell you that, and that is the reality. So. People are attacking Microsoft for showing off stuff too early. And realistically, a lot of these people just lost a year. And that's kind of all of these release dates, you can pretty much expect to add one year to whatever their plans were. People are expecting Starfield in 2021. Not to be a downer, but I was never in the camp that that was happening. I didn't believe that that was happening despite all this momentum and this energy in the community that was trying to will it into existence. And I get that, that's fun. I'm part of that. I'll, I'll, I'll dive down <laughs> that rabbit hole and I'll do it. But sometimes you got to take a step back and look at the reality of what's happening. And people try to downplay COVID for game development. And it's, it sucks for the teams. It sucks for the industry. But at the end of the day, these are video games. We're going to be okay. There's going to be stuff to fill in the gaps in our time in the meantime. And we shouldn't encourage people to risk their lives to, Provide us entertainment because it's pretty trivial at the end of the day, but 100%. 100% well man,
0: um, yeah, can't agree more. That'll clip.
4: So- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, oh no,
0: <laughs> that'll clip. Um, yeah, it's funny though because we, we talked about it, right? Xbox, uh, showing Hellblade, showing Fable, showing avowed uh, these big upcoming IPs, right? I believe, uh, and this is just my opinion, but I believe that was more of a response because for years. Xbox leadership held this. We'll, we'll show it when it's basically playable, right? In a playable state. And they they held this big thing about always showing real-time gameplay it shows, whether you agree with that or not. Um, whereas Sony had the habit of showing these games years in advance, right? I mean, you can go back to E3, it was 17 or 18. They showed like Final Fantasy seVen, They showed Death Stranding. They showed, you know, with basically nothing, right? I mean, these games were years away and they got so much hype for it. So I think Xbox started to go that direction Um, and now we're talking about, did they show stuff too early? You know, it's like, they can't win if they do, or they don't sometimes with people. Um, but I, I, again, I think the hype for all these games, um, as we always say is there's a a load of stuff coming from all these companies. You just have to be patient. Um, you know, good things are, are going to come to those who wait. So you guys touched on a load of different things there. So let me just throw some quick thoughts on, and you guys can jump in whenever. So Horizon, uh, all signs at least depending again everything you just said miles all signs at least recent ones too from jim ryan and some of the interviews and comments from herman holst is that horizon is coming this year um i hope it does i'm a gigantic horizon fan i cannot wait for forbidden west um but we also believe based on everything else that's been said that's a cross-generational title too and we'll launch on playstation 4 as well so we'll see whatever that looks like um In terms of PlayStation themselves, I think we see them start to highlight more some of these deals because of what we're talking about, right? Some of their IPs, especially the new ones are far out. Um, So they have exclusivity on Final Fantasy 16. Square Enix is gonna be at Summer Game Fest and E3. I guarantee Final Fantasy 16 is going to be highlighted somewhere with a very big, only on PlayStation 5, banner you know across the end of it because that's just a huge ip for the world um call of duty you know we can make fun of it we can joke about anything you want to do about call of duty but the fact is the fact it's it's one of the biggest games in the world continues to be playstation still has the rights to the marketing there they've renewed and re-upped on that they will highlight some point this summer that playstation coming this fall or excuse me call of duty coming this fall is going to have something playstation related right And they're going to market that. Um, So that is kind of where PlayStation is at Summer Game Fest. Then we move over to Ubisoft. And we haven't touched on this yet. So let's uh, talk about this. I completely forgot until I was kind of doing some research for the show. We haven't seen Far Cry 6 yet. We haven't seen gameplay. We saw the Mm -hmm. trailer, right? Mm -hmm. And the trailer looks fantastic and got people excited. But that was, to your point, that was a 2021 game originally. Uh, It's been delayed, no release date, but it's been nearly a year um, since we started talking about that game. So uh, I definitely think that's going to be the big hitter we see out of Ubisoft this year. We will get gameplay. We will get a release date. Uh, What do you guys think about Far Cry 6?
2: I'll go first on that one. I don't care all that much. Far Cry 5 really (laughs) disappointed me. Okay. um, Because I love the gameplay of the Far Cry games. I really do. I think it's really cool. Far Cry 3 was just awesome. Far Cry 4 was more Far Cry 3. I really liked Primal. But the more and more times that they they institute uh, into their gameplay, the drug trips, I don't like them because it removes the ability to play and it takes me out of the experience that I was having. Um, I hated and that, was, that
0: in 5. Yeah, 5. five. I, that's the aspect I hated most.
2: Same. That. I would be starting to get into a groove and then it would just yank me away from that yeah. really not a fun mechanic. And so it's really soured me on the franchise actually, because they've they been doing that more and more progressively through three, four and five. Um, and it, it was a mechanic in primal for it as well. So yeah. I'm less, I'm less thrilled by it. I also think Ubisoft kind of shot themselves in the foot by accident by releasing so many big games close to each other, Valhalla watchdogs. Um, I think there was one more. Um, that they did. Maybe there wasn't, but, they, but it was yeah, so close together. Yeah, it was Valhalla
0: together. Watchdogs and uh, uh, Immortals.
2: Immortals, thank you. Yeah, and I loved two of the three and then couldn't be bothered. I didn't play Valhalla, but I liked Immortals and I liked Watchdogs a lot. There were some launch issues there, COVID-related or otherwise, with next-gen and patching and whatnot. Yeah. Um, those games are great now, by the way, for anyone that picks them up. They're almost yeah. always on sale. And just uh,
0: DM Dan if you want to talk about Valhalla. He's happy yeah. to yeah. talk about that I think ahead. he
2: gave it a seven. <laughs> Maybe, um, <laughs> yeah. but it's a solid seven. So yeah. <laughs> what, what I want You're to talking about a,
0: a review score, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> Miles, this is an inside joke with BitCast. <laughs> just for the record, Dan's also the guy that bought Anthem Currency. Yep. Uh,
0: still has some.
1: Who still so has some? Still got
2: still <laughs> got <it. laughs>
1: I got like 10 bucks now. <laughs> That's been jumping on there and just throwing it at whatever. Is it <laughs> Colossus? Okay, I'll just buy it. <laughs> That's basically it. It's almost gone. And we'll celebrate oh. that day. Yeah. We will. Um, you know, we will. You're, fun, you're
0: helping fund the new Mass Effect. That's where Let's I'm look at to. it that
1: way. Yep. And cheers to Anthem.
2: I lo- oh yeah. All right, but but back to my point. Uh, Ubisoft did a really disser- big disservice to their fans by not spacing those things more appropriately, and I think some things got lost in the mix there. My hope is that Far Cry Six heads up the show, heads it up well. Um, you know, every every show we always say Sam Fisher, somewhat, somewhere. Um, <laughs> but now he'll be in a mobile game. It's not going to. Ha- he'll probably be in Far Cry Primal too. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just ridiculous. I, I'm not thrilled by Ubisoft's show. That said, Ubisoft's taken good care of me over the past year and a half. I really did like Legions. I really did like Immortals. So I'm not excited to see their games because it's usually just more Ubisoft. <laughs> but I like Ubisoft. I just don't need to see it like day one world premiere. Cool. I know. But I know I'll play and enjoy most Fair of it. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Let me get these uh, Super Chats real quick. I don't know who these people are, but Xbox Expansion Pass. Joe, I left my jacket at your mom's house. My bad.
2: That seems important.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Definitely. Followed by, where am I at here? Um, Oh, man. This is the Defender Super Chat. Welcome to the show. Miles Luke sucks. Let me defend Bloodborne, you cowards. Love the show. I'll send you a link. Check your DMs. You can jump in and defend Bloodborne.
4: All right. (laughs) Christ.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: it's um, just a
4: waste
3: of everyone's time
0: <laughs> so uh if you guys want to add anything to ubisoft please go ahead otherwise we'll jump to a little more deeper discussion on xbox bethesda e 3
1: i mean um, yeah go ahead miles
4: i was gonna say yeah for me ubisoft needs to prove that they are moving away from the ubisoft formula which i'm personally just wildly burnt out of like watchdogs legion i played um Assassin's Creed Valhalla I played. They're cool, they're big games. They're just about cramming as much stuff as they possibly can into one game so they can justify this. This is 50 plus hours or this is 100 hours. And for me, I would happily pay $60 for a perfect 10 hour game. Then I would pay $60 for a 100 hour game where 60 hours I am just slogging through it because I have to. And that's kind of been Ubisoft's MO for a long time with a lot of their big open world games. Yeah. I get the bang for your buck. I get that people like them. They're not bad. I'm not saying they're bad games. I am just saying Ubisoft is so obsessed with just quantity in, in their games and their titles that there's so much fat that they need to trim off. And I'm hoping Far Cry 6 is them saying, all right, we understand where we've misstepped. We understand that we're bloating these games without adding value to them. So we are going to give you a nice, tight experience, well-produced and here's the future of ubisoft studios because they've publicly said they're reevaluating their approach and that's because they need to um I, i know people love assassin's creed again i'm not saying these franchises are bad i'm not saying these games are bad i'm just saying ubisoft um and their marketing and their push from developers is more focused on quantity over quality for these games. I don't need a 100-hour game. Nobody needs 100 hours. Sure, it's a cool option for people, but that should not be the standard of every single game you have just because you did it once with Assassin's Creed and it worked.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. I, I, I hope they've learned that lesson. I doubt they have. <laughs> I know it's a big sticking point for Dan uh, and part of the reason, you know, Valhalla, you reviewed it the way you did. Feel free to correct me, but I no. I know you. we've talked about that a lot um about that extra kind of content in the game that it's not really content it's just bloat right yeah. um so and, and far cry 6 you know i really hope they choose to make it more narrative driven please still have a fun kind of playground like far cry is known for but focus it down to your point um miles uh, trim it down a bit because you also have Giancarlo esposito who is an amazing actor mm-hmm. if they're not taking advantage of him and really letting him set the tone for that game or his character, that's uh, going to be a miss, in my opinion.
1: And that's that's really the key for that game. Is you know don't waste that talent that he brings to the table. You know it's a, it's a awesome opportunity, even though it seems like he does pretty much everything anymore. He's still he's man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's still amazing in everything he does. So yeah. you know don't waste that. You know you know freshen it up. You know the reason that I had issues with the hollow was always because it's, it's always the same. It hasn't really, the, the whole mechanic hasn't changed. And when it does, it just, it's just an arbitrary change for no reason. It's like, Oh, we're going to change the entire skill tree. Well, why? Well, we don't know, but we're going to add like 8,000 different, you know, points on the, it's just, they they just change stuff for the sake of change instead of actually making meaningful, you know, progression with the next title. And, and yeah. you can do that, I think. And if you need more time to do that, then, you know, I mean, do it, you know, because because you have such a huge rabid following in these, you know, all of these Ubisoft's games, really, you know, from Far Cry and Assassin's Creed. And and I think, you know, I'm hoping Far Cry 6, you know, is going to be amazing. It's going to have, to your point, Ains, a more of a narrative focus. I, I just, you know, I'm hoping my expectations are far, far lower, though because, <laughs> you know, it, it's, but I, I will definitely be playing it and, you know, seeing what's up as far as everything else they release, it's like you guys said, it, it's, it's very same to yeah, you. Know, so. Yeah.
0: It better be good. Cause I've got like the $200 CE pre-order from Ubisoft. The flamethrower? With, with the uh, flamethrower, yes. you know, the, the flamethrower model. So that's like this big, so it better be damn good. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, let's move on to actual E3. I know you guys already touched on some of this, but there's a few kind of specific things I want to call out. Um, So we know now that Xbox and Bethesda, right? So, you know, traditionally, of course, Xbox and Bethesda being huge publishers, completely separate. They had their own conferences, own time. We know now that they're, uh, we don't know if it's like merging and it's going to be crossover, if it's going to be back-to-back uh, but it's going to you know, take advantage, of course, of the fact that Bethesda is now Xbox. Um, and that means a lot of things, right? This is going to be a lot of content, probably a lot of things to come. We know Halo Infinite's going to be a showpiece, uh, where it lands, what have you. We know that uh, a few people from 343 at their update last week uh, said they have huge plans for the summer and leading up to release, which I think you have to. I mean, that that's literally your centerpiece. So uh, I fully expect a a solid, in my opinion, not a, not a two minute trailer. I think I get your thoughts on this guys, but I think we're going to see like a four or five minute gameplay really highlighting some of the cinematics, the characters and the story from Halo Infinite at a three to really build that hype back up of the Halo universe and what this game means with chief Cortana Arbiter, you know, the, uh, what's his name? Um, Luke, help me out here. The uh, the Brute, man. Um, Atriox. Um,
2: Atriox. Atriox? Thank How did you. I know that?
0: Yeah, I know. You knew yes. it and
3: I didn't. Oh, first, I, I thought you had Craig at first. I'm and tired. I like, going, Dan man. just
0: knew a Halo thing yep. I didn't.
1: You lost your Halo card, man.
0: Um, but I really do think that's going to be a centerpiece of their show. Um, you guys think they're going to do that, or do you have other thoughts on what they're going to do with Infinite this year?
1: I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I'm probably the only one, but I'm curious <laughs> to see what the single-player – Model is like, what are they going to do exactly? How is it going to work? It's obviously not going to be probably you know linear. It sounds like maybe, maybe it'll be. I heard they had bit.
0: Ubisoft working on it.
1: Oh, then perfect. Yeah, I'm all in. Oh, yeah, no. That should be a nice 90 <laughs> to 100 hour experience. You know, <laughs> I'm you know, you know how I feel about it. I love the single player stuff, not a big multiplayer guy. I'm excited to see what they're going to bring to it. Um, I want to see how they change it up. You know, I expect it to look absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, pirately. it has to
0: blow people away, yeah, right? Yeah. And I know. The expectations for halo like the jokes have been online like it's got to solve global warming and it's got you know it right the, if the it doesn't it's game. a
4: flop yeah, yeah
0: the expectations are too big for the game but mm-hmm. facts are facts this is your showcase title this is your biggest centerpiece it's chief your biggest icon it has to show well is what mm-hmm. i would say
4: yeah think, i'm sorry i must say um yeah, I'm expecting two trailers. I'm expecting a updated campaign trailer, more story beats, more gameplay, um, because the narrative this year is going to be course-correcting the narrative that was developed last yes. year, that Halo Infinite looks bad, and Halo Infinite will be a bad game, blah, blah, blah. I thought fundamentally what we saw of the gameplay looked incredible. It looked really fun. I had no complaints. So they're going to show a trailer that showcases what they've been working on to correct the visuals, I'm expecting some side-by-side shots of like, we showed you this last year, here's what it looks like now, kind of subtly incorporated into the the trailers for the people who are gonna freeze frame and zoom in 200 times and try to get the the Craig 2.0. I better see handsome Craig in the trailer. He uh, has chiseled jaw, handsome Craig better better be <laughs> All in there. Flexing. <laughs> uh, yeah, be just foiled abs <laughs> just glistening, glistening in the sun. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's man. what that so uh Phil, if you're listening, that's that's the expectation. And I'm gonna put that out into the internet so it better happen. <laughs> um, and then I'm expecting the multiplayer suite. Yes. this is what Halo Infinite multiplayer is gonna look like. Let's break down the new modes, returning favorites. Here's our The weird thing is they're in a position where they introduced Warzone, but now Call of Duty is synonymous with Warzone. Warzone, So I imagine they are going to be forced to rebrand their big multiplayer mode from Warzone. And basically, like, whatever Warzone 2.0 is going to be, it might not be called Warzone simply because of the whole Call of Duty thing that's happened. And there's already a ton of momentum behind that. And then what I want to see, not necessarily expecting this, but they have promised us that they will give us plenty of lead time for that beta. I was they, just gonna ask they, they you guys, promised you think we're that
0: gonna announce the beta or, if it's
4: if yeah. if it's launching in November, they are running out of time. So they bet they better shadow drop that multiplayer beta.
0: Yeah, I'm completely with you there. And by the way, Steve has a very good point. It better cure the trophy room of PlayStation podcast. Yeah, I don't know if there's any <laughs> cure for that, but we can hope.
2: <laughs> the name is backwards on the Twitter. Yeah, it should be like it's a
0: place. That, yeah, it's yeah, that's yeah, weird. weird. I don't know why they went with that with the name. But anyway, dumb. he's right. Yeah, dumb. Anyway, Luke, you were nodding your head agreeing with Miles. I think you were in similar kind of mind space as to what Miles was just saying.
2: Yeah, no, you're exactly right. In fact, I had two trailers written on my notes as well. <laughs> as you scribble um,
4: along over there you just i yeah, was, I, had yeah. those, I had those written down. I, I agree um, with
0: miles he's saying what i would have said
2: <laughs> no i i was gonna note um, they need to, they need to make very clear uh that it is a master chief story just to make sure they they rid anyone uh, of that carryover taste from halo 5 which i really don't think is going to be quite the issue any longer it's been so long we have an entirely new generation of potential fans um what they do need to focus on are are actually two characters that you briefly mentioned one being atriox because a good villain makes the story uh i mean he's a batman atriox is incredible halo wars 2 uh and then the surrounding canon that, that exists in the extended universe is just wonderful with atriox but they need to show fans that don't know that stuff why mm-hmm. atriox is uh, such a wonderful thanos like villain yeah. uh, and that he's not crazy it, there's something you know methodical in the way that he uh, is there and then you have to show the voice of us as we play through through chief chief is a historically fairly quiet character uh, halo 4 i think was the most he talked and that th- we tend to we used to speak through cortana that was missing in halo 5 uh, and so the fans are going to actually be speaking quite a bit. I would expect through the Pelican Pilot, whose name escapes me. Yes. So I think you show off why he is a good character and why we should they be. He said
0: he's a key part of the story,
2: yeah. and he should be. If he's you know taking yeah. you around the map and and helping you explore this world, he's going to be the character's voice uh, through the story, uh, or our voice, I should say. So I think we need to focus on those two characters in this cinematic single player. Uh, showcase trailer and then very similarly to miles uh, we need to have some sort of information on that multiplayer suite and how they plan to uh, distribute that to players who are interested uh, betas or, or otherwise but maybe give it a date i don't know that the dates uh, you could just say november just say november um, and, and nail down the date later on if you need to, to wait for other announcements if they, or, if or they say
0: november everyone's going to assume november 15th i mean that's the
2: date Sure, absolutely. There is another November thing happening um, that I cannot Thanksgiving? see. Thanksgiving? No. Um, <laughs> and I can't seem to place it. It's in the nerd space. Uh, it might be gaming ways. Is it Red Dead something? No, it's not right. Uh, Grand, Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto 5's re- next gen up oh, thing. T- t- um, another one. Yeah, come another on. Another one. Come on. We say that. The game makes banks every I, year. I, but, no, I'm
0: not arguing mm-hmm. the, the sales and the money it makes. Yeah, no yeah. one can argue that.
2: But but Mindshare, you want marketing window space r- right there. Because um, your ma- major opposition otherwise would be Horizon most likely. So they want to probably be strategic there. And Battlefield 6, they likely have a market marketing deal with EA on some level. Yep. So you want to make sure that those two don't conflict. So if you don't have a date, but you have a window of time, fine, whatever. Um, but yeah, I expect information on those two. And uh, I'm very pleased to say that uh, th- the delay just feels good. It felt right. Yeah. And and I'm just thrilled that they're treating Halo with the respect that it deserves if they want it to be a major player. Because, I mean, as, I, as you, I'm sitting back there, like Chief is on my wall. It's all over the place. I love it. You know, same with you. I see it. Um, and Atriox, I'm so excited to see him as a villain because he's just so awesome. So awesome. Yeah,
0: me too. Me too. I, I don't think people... You, you nailed it. And that's because you were a big fan of Halo Wars 2 and, and we kind of know the extended <laughs> universe a little bit. But for those who don't know, you nailed it. Atriox is probably... Trying to think right if you look back through, he's the best villain I think they've set up in the Halo universe. Uh, and his history and how he came to power and stuff is actually really interesting. Uh, and I hope they really dive into that. So, um, got some comments here. Where we are, where we are, yeah, Dark Knight in the house. What's up, brother? What's going on, boys? Matt, busy day. Nice seeing sexy Luke with sexy miles joining the sexy host. Sexy, sexy, sexy. There is a lot of sexy on this panel, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so welcome man great green in the house what's up brother good to see everyone um yeah i completely agree with halo i was going to mention the same thing <clears throat> miles about the beta you know we we know the insider flighting is kind of already there for people to sign up if you haven't signed up to be ready for the uh whatever the infinite beta looks like um, the instructions on how to do that, it's actually like a two step process to do that. And you can find it on our site, just just search, you'll find it, it's out there step by step. So, um, the other one that really came out this week with Game Informer, uh, and that's why I'm wearing the shirt. Uh, Game Informer had the uh cover article on Psychonauts 2. And I know this is not some you know groundbreaking AAA title, right? But it is a beloved IP that many fans were calling for for a long time. It was crowdfunded and now obviously owned by uh Xbox Studios. Um, but I'm guessing by them covering it so heavily now and saying they're really, basically, you know, polishing and really near release, you guys think we, uh, I can almost guarantee if we don't get this Shadow E3 drop next month for this game launching, that, you know, the release date's got to be right around the corner, right? Because the game, the game, if you saw the screenshots and the videos this week, it looks so damn good. Mm -hmm. Um, And it looks to have come a long way, even from when we saw it at E3 in 2019. And it looked good then. Um, so I'm really impressed by what I'm seeing out of this game.
2: I wanna before we talk about Psychonauts, Shizno Elite has the best thing in chat. He wants to see Craig get assassinated by Atriox. <laughs> that would be the <laughs> coolest way to shout out the haters is if Atriox just grabs his skull and just crushes it. And just crushes it, and it's like, all right, we got a new we got a new Halo meme here.
0: That would um, be fully playing into it. It yeah. really
2: would in a yeah. great way. Um oh, damn it. Re- regarding psychonauts though, yeah. uh, i never played psychonauts one and i have no interest in playing the original xbox version i was really hoping we'd get like a remake or a remaster proper version achievements all that stuff Mm -hmm. that said you are absolutely correct this game looks awesome and gorgeous uh and it is is exciting to see this kind of game
0: you, you know oh so you're finally coming around now after the slander that was thrown its way on thursday
2: what about Psychonauts? I never yeah. knocked Psychonauts. Oh,
0: it might have been Joe. It probably was, it was Joe, wasn't it? He's honestly the worst. He's terrible.
2: He's, he's really the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I would never knock Psychonauts. I knocked Gotham City Impostors without ever playing it. Hey, I
0: will stick Sarco on you, and believe me, that's a problem you don't want. I believe you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he burned me twice on Twitter this week, and I'm like,
3: I-
1: I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Oh,
2: go ahead. But yeah, go ahead. I'm excited for Psychonauts, too.
4: Yes, yeah. Yeah, Psychonauts 2 looks incredible and it's it's so great that this cult OG Xbox title is like being resurfaced, <laughs> revisited and re-releasing yeah. during a time when Xbox has the most momentum that it's ever had and is like doing a really good job of catering to its history while also looking to the future. And that is like the perfect title again, like, like Aine said, it's not going to blow people's minds. It's not going to be this huge game that sells millions and millions of copies, but for a lot of people, it's a really big deal. And when it comes to Xbox committing to having a diverse portfolio of games, having a big 3d platformer like that is going to be yes. huge as well. So yes.
0: there's Jack there Black is as audience well. for those games, man. Like, there's you know you got to cover all genres if you're going to be serious about your platform and game pass in general it's a Mm -hmm. huge offering for that
4: i would love to see shadow drop the the energy behind that people love that no matter how trivial it is like if psychonauts 2 was just out like that day there'd be so much excitement and energy and there'd probably be a lot more people who maybe wouldn't even play it buying into that energy and hype of a shadow drop because again they could announce a release date for Psychonauts months out, but we saw it in the Xbox store. There was a download size attached to it. So they are comfortable getting getting that process ready, which makes me feel like it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Only a matter of time.
0: Yeah. I, I'm mm. really hoping. I'm hoping that it launches in June because that would mean that we get Psychonauts 2 and Ratchet and Clank with like a week apart, which would be freaking incredible. Except
4: um, unless you're going on Twitter, then um Oh, you
0: know, be awful. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Twitter already knows what Starfield is and how good it's going to be. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's that's what we mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one we got the release date for this week is The Ascent. And I know that, uh, again, indie game, smaller developer, but this game's turned a lot of heads, including mine. Uh, I've been really excited about this game ever since I first saw it, uh, I've. I, said many times personally i'm a huge arpg fan isometric arpg with loot I'm, I'm in i don't even care what it is uh so the fact that this looks so good four-player co-op cyberpunk aesthetic um and it's coming out july 29th it's only you know two months away as we're speaking here basically uh, i am freaking pumped for this game guys and again game pass launch so you know even if you were on the fence you get to try it um what do you guys think about this
1: yeah, I'm, I've been all in on this since they showed it. So that one's going to be a day one play yeah. for sure. Um, I'm not as you know hot on Psychonauts two, but uh, you know it's got such a cool fan base. I guess you know, like like there's that it's it's kind of got like that like you said, Miles, that OG Xbox game kind of you know. So, Got a cult following. Yeah, a cult mean, following. Right. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean. It's right. and I'm one of them. I, I adore the original Second Option. time, and it's really good.
1: It's it's nice to see if some of these smaller games are getting you know sequels and and <laughs> kind of reaching a new audience now. Yeah. So that that's awesome. But as far as the ascent goes, yeah, that's not even a question. That's going to be. That's all I probably play when it comes out for at least a couple of no weeks. Doubt. No so. doubt. I'm thrilled by the ascent. I am all about
2: these smaller games. In fact, I'm the guy that goes through the store each week when deals with gold and picks up an indie game here or there for seven to to fifteen bucks just to try. And Game Pass has been satiating a lot of that desire. I mean, in, in just off the top of my head, Ascent, uh, Riftbreaker, the new D and D game, and Psychonauts are all coming to Game Pass day Dark one.
0: Too, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: A- and what a gift, right? Because I would I would have bought maybe two of those, maybe. And now I get to try all of them and play them. And the and the Ascent is another uh, game that if I don't like it, no harm, no foul. If I do, what a win! What yeah. a win! It looks gorgeous. It looks like it's going to be a blast. I love Twin Sticks. The aesthetic is wonderful, but no harm, no foul. If, if I don't like it, same with any of those games. And that is the joy of of having Game Pass. And um, it's it's cool to see more people realizing that. It's one of the the big memeified jokes is that content creators that, that cover Xbox, myself included. I feel like every week, Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. But it's not disingenuous. There's just a lot of quality coming. No, it, it's,
0: it has so much momentum right now. Mm-hmm. And nearly every week, mm-hmm. we're getting a cool announcement for it. So you can't help but talk about it. Right. I saw someone complaining about that the other day, too. Of Like, oh, all we hear about is Game Pass. It's like, well, it's, it's not for no reason. People aren't just yelling Game Pass from the rooftops just because they want to say Game Pass, right? right? There's a reason it's getting talked about so heavily.
2: And the key word there is game. Like, I'm playing games regularly that are coming to that service. And so The Ascent is one of of several this summer that I'm just really happy to have access to. Miles?
4: Yeah, The Ascent looks... Right up my alley. I had the pleasure of sifting through like hours and hours of footage. Jez attended a a preview event for it. Yeah, he said he Um, played it. Yeah. Yeah, and he loved it. He also said it was one of the best looking games that he's seen in a while, like visually. So they put a lot of detail into the lighting and the environments. And one thing that I noticed when I was checking it out is there's a pretty heavy emphasis on on a compelling story which you see a game in this style, the top down, and you don't really expect a ton in the way of like cinematics and storytelling, but they've spent a lot of time creating this cool, compelling world to spend time in. Uh, Ryan McCaffrey was talking about in his preview that it's like a, a modern take uh, or a modern cyberpunk take on Hunter the reckoning. And that for me is like the most glowing thing I can hear because it's not Diablo in the sense of the way it plays. It is a twin-stick shooter, twin-stick action game. Um, so that's something people should expect. It's not going to play like Diablo. Right. But, um, yeah, definitely, I'm a big co-op guy. Multiplayer stuff is where I spend the most time with. So, yeah, you throw anything with co-op and Game Pass, I'm going to dabble. Hell, I even downloaded Snow Runners. Let's go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, man. Yeah, we got to jump into this together, dude. Because it's a twin stick shooter, ARPG. Yeah, uh, nice. I mean, let, let's do this, man. I'm all over it. So
1: yeah, the, is a, the dual thumbs? Is that what we called it here on? Uh, yeah, the dual thumbs. <laughs> the dual <laughs> yeah. thumbs. That was my uh, contribution. Yeah, to he couldn't
0: remember twin stick. He's like, you know, it's the the, the dual, dual thumbs.
1: thumbs.
4: In the game where you use both thumbs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're you're right. 100. <laughs> yeah, that so.
0: yeah. Um. So, real quick, guys. On uh, the other thing, we've heard, and it kind of died down after we heard the whole Mexico thing for Forza Horizon Five. Um, but do you think we're going to see Forza Horizon Five uh, one at E3 and two releasing either this fall or you know early next year?
2: Uh, I'll go first because I know nothing. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so I know I know nothing. Yeah. Um, I think it would make sense. I think it would make sense because it's a very dry year for Xbox exclusives uh, on on the AAA scale, right? And there has not been in, uh, a Forza game released. We know that Motorsport, from public knowledge, we know that Motorsport was in development and is being worked on. We also know that Horizon's more popular, out. a ways out, and Horizon's right. more popular, more accessible uh, for for a lot of gamers outside of simulation racing, right? It's more of an arcade experience. Um, we also know that Microsoft has a wonderful presence in mexico i mean look at uh they had a xo event 19 i believe it was held Mm -hmm. in mexico that was just awesome to watch even if the announcements weren't for you there was a lot of energy that was just positive vibes there um i know the gears community is is huge there Uh, i think it's very possible we see it uh it's equally possible we don't and i don't mean for that to skirt the line i mean i could see a world very comfortably where horizon is just right there and it's cross-gen smart delivered and, and there you go whereas Motorsport is true Xbox Series SX only, and you're yep. not touching that on Xbox One. That's why I say I can see either uh, so comfortably.
0: Yeah, and they've they've confirmed Motorsport is kind of a, a refreshing in the series, brand mm-hmm. new physics engines, some mm-hmm. tire modeling. I'm big into Motorsport, so I've looked up every detail I can find on it. Um, and it is next-gen only. They, they've already said that. So brand new engine and
2: everything. Too, I, I so. missed the next-gen only part. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's confirmed. So that's why people are like, I thought it's motorsports turn. Well, they're not on this sequential release schedule, right? They're kind of mixing it up. So, and also, I think I said this a few weeks ago, but I had in my head that uh, Horizon 4 was only two years old. It's not, it's three years old. It came out in Mm -hmm. 2018. Mm
3: -hmm. So,
0: you know, you start to talk even with COVID. Um, but as you said, maybe cross-gen, kind of building upon already the enhancements they have for Forza Horizon Four, which is a stunning game as it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, you know, I could, I could definitely see Horizon Five coming sooner than people thought. So, Miles, I you, mean, you, you have to tell us definitively, right? You know, you know definitively, right? I, I,
4: I don't know definitively. No. <laughs> My expectation is yes, we will likely see it, and yes, there is a definite possibility we get it this fall. So Halo can, or so Microsoft can keep the Halo gears forza holy trinity (laughs) meme just running as long as possible um sadly i think that's going to be kind of the the realistic highlights when it comes to triple a games from xbox this that are launching this year um that being said i know a lot of people were kind of negative on mexico as a setting and people were had a set in their minds that it was going to be japan but doing some research for a video i started looking at some areas of mexico mayan ruins That's when I was like, yes, let's Forza Horizon in Mexico. Let me bomb through some Mayan ruins in my warthog.
2: That is (laughs) ideal.
4: Cancun, cruising on the beaches of Cancun in your warthog. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Um, So, yeah, I'm expecting that this year.
2: I got excited. They need to up the amount of crossover, though, uh, with their franchises because that uh, Halo level in Forza Horizon 4 was incredible. Incredible. More of that, please. More little fun experiences that you can use the horizon games to play with i want more of that and and i'm right with you I, I put in the chat also let's get away from the number system for forza horizon and forza horizon motors or forza motorsport just forza horizon mexico or forza horizon japan or tokyo or whatever whatever locale is their setting i think would be yeah. a great way to title those because mm-hmm. the number systems are tough to track as they get too high right
4: yeah once you get to like 8 9 10 it gets a little ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, right. which is
0: why you know we joke, but Resident Evil went biohazard and village. You know, they, mm-hmm. they had the V11 or you know, village kind of looking yeah. like the eight, but you know, it was a, a clever way to start to move away from that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so last thing I want to touch on, um, and and actually your video reminded me of this because we haven't talked about it in a while, Miles, but is Elden Ring. Oh,
3: uh, now
0: Elden Ring has been a very interesting topic for a long time now because you know we sh- we saw it in E3 2019 uh it basically disappeared and we know mm-hmm. that uh you know we have we have seen some uh, rather uh I won't say confirmed right but people in the know saying hey this game was was nearer than you think but because they had this 9 month <laughs> polishing phase that from software does that really got impacted because of covid obviously this has been delayed, but we, we know that Xbox uh, has marketing rights or we believe because we saw it in 2019 and they've had the rights for uh, Sekiro and and uh, Souls and stuff. Um, is there a chance we see it? And I don't know uh, where the release date is here, obviously. I don't think anyone does. But do you think we see it again this year?
4: <sighs> um, it's, it's up in the air at this point. So I, I'll start by saying Hellblade 2, Elden Ring. Literally, the two games I'm most excited to see. Okay. Um, So it wasn't with great pleasure that I got to talk about how we might not see them this year. Um, What I've heard with Elden Ring is that that leaked footage that I'm sure a lot of people have seen going around, that was from 2019. So they had a gameplay and they were testing basically internal trailers back in 2019 for Elden Ring. So, you know, there are people who say it's, you know, not far along and that doesn't seem to be the case. It sounds like it is very far along. Um, a lot of people were expecting March of 2020 to be the the initial release date, and it seems like maybe plans were that March of 2020. yeah, at, at this point i'm I'm hoping for March of 2021 wait. Yeah. March of 20, no March of 2022. My bad. 22. Sorry. Uh, March of 2022 is what I'm hoping for right now. But also there's, there was that update to their investors, basically preparing them for a scenario where it maybe doesn't hit that window. So I think right now they're aiming for March. March is the goal. March is the dream. We will be seeing it sometime soon. Um, What that what soon is, TM, is kind of uh hard to pin down right now. That's why you've seen so many people like in these circles talk about how Elden Ring is coming soon because it is coming soon, relatively, but
0: (laughs) relative to how the market is right now.
4: Xbox's E3 is what I wanted, Xbox's E3 is where I believed it was happening, and I'm sure that Xbox and Bandai Namco want that to be the case, wanted that to be the case, and now it's a matter of. Does ban- or does From Software have the means and the time to have a trailer ready for E3 that they're comfortable with? Because the next trailer we see will be gameplay, and the next trailer we will see is going to be a release window. So, please let it be at E3. I don't know that it will be. It sounds like it's up in the air. But if not, I can't imagine we wait another three months without seeing something from Elden Ring. Yeah, That's no, I'm, where with I'm, at.
0: Uh, I'm with you. I'm um... with you. I really want to see it. It's one of my most anticipated games. I do think it is far along. Um, but, I mean, they if you look at their releases, right, whether it be Souls 3, you look at Bloodborne, you look at Sekiro, um, they, they, they get those games primed for release. They're, they're not releasing games that are broken and then need months to fix, right, and mm-hmm. update. It, it's pivotal to them that because of the mechanics in their games, they're highly tuned and polished when they release. And so I think that's why we started to hear about this nine month polishing phase they go through with their games that was really severely impacted uh, due to COVID. So um, yeah, hopefully, man, it's been a while. I mean, I just looked real quick and Sekiro was March of 2019, it released. So they were already working on Elden Ring prior, you know, to Sekiro yeah. releasing. So, I mean, you're looking at by now, you're looking over three, four years. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So Dan does not care
1: not at all.
0: <laughs> whenever it
1: comes out. Yay, so boys.
3: <laughs>
0: all right. So I think we've covered uh Xbox Bethesda. Obviously, there's going to be things <clears throat> we don't know about and don't expect. Uh, is there anything else I was going to jump over real quick to just touch on WB and not so much in the vein of the whole kind of craziness that went on with the ATT t and WB thing, but they are a um they are a uh, announced uh God, Uh, company that's showing games supposedly at e3 and so uh you know the thought i had is is gotham knights showing up again even though we know gotham knights is delayed to 2022 Mm -hmm. and they brought that delay out um you know what is wb games going to be bringing to e3 this year um you know do they show gotham knights again as our other projects the harry potter game um you know what do we get from that do we finally get a release date and some true kind of gameplay of that because that's heavily anticipated as well
1: yeah, it's probably Shadow of War remastered or something. That's, <laughs> you know, I mean, I have no idea with these guys anymore. I'm ready for some Gotham Knights for sure, but I don't even know what the hell happened at AT and T. Like, it came up on my timeline. I'm I'm looking at it. I'm like, what? I don't. I don't even care at this point. It, it's so that 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 whole thing has been such a roller coaster. I have no clue. No clue. Yeah, like, it's my, just another just, part of
0: the the corporate dealing and the separation of companies and, and where they're going with it. And it basically just asking the question of now that, you know, uh, the it's kind of back on the table for the WB game segment of that company to mm-hmm. potentially be merged, acquired. So
1: Xbox is buying them is what you're telling uh, me. <laughs> According to Twitter. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, uh, confirmed. Confirmed. yeah yes, confirmed. Yes, it's confirmed. Um, gotcha. But
0: yeah, that's why it kind of rose to the front again. And like I said, we don't, I, we don't need to waste time on that. I was talking yeah. more about what games they actually have coming their IPs that we'll see at E three.
1: Yeah, like Shadow of War three, like forget uh, here blue is that what his name is? That would be awesome. Well, we
0: do have uh, Gollum, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, oh yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> we all got
0: kind of grimaced like yeah, yeah. Miles is incredibly
4: excited <laughs> <Yes>. for it. <laughs>
1: uh, the
4: first showing of that was not uh, mind blowing. That's for no. sure. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you take your your most. I mean, I don't even know how to say it. Like, like. It's not a—he's not a boring character. He's just, you know, I don't know what he does. He just kind of runs around for, and gets angry. Uh, a main guy, yeah, yeah. It's a super weird choice. Yeah. So, eh, I don't know. Maybe it'll be like Andy Serkis prior to you know when he became Golem. So maybe that'll be fun. Probably not, though. I'm guessing. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the hell that is, <laughs> Mister Positive. Yeah, Mister <laughs> on. po- on. Positivity only. Come on. Right. come on, come on, ah. Golem. We all think the same thing. I'm just someone and, that says and, it.
0: <laughs> and, you know, Leo says Injustice 3, and then, of no, course, well. there's that rumor floating around that um, NetherRealm is actually moving to a Marvel game, a Marvel fighting game, um, that it could be a Marvel, what was it, uh, X-Men versus something, someone said, I forget now. But, you know, I'm. they've done tremendous work with Mortal Kombat and Injustice, so I think a lot of people would be very, very excited to see a Marvel fighting game.
2: Yeah, sure. I I would be because I, to this day, still love Marvel Nemesis Rise of the Imperfects, an imperfect game for sure. But I love the (laughs) premise and I love seeing Wolverine and Venom and Daredevil and Spider-Man all in this like dark, dark environment fighting. It was a cool premise, 3D fighter at the time um, with environmental like interaction. It was really cool to see my heroes that way. Um, I think we've had better versions of of crossovers since then, but NetherRealm's track record in the last six years is just immaculate immaculate um so marvel versus mortal kombat uh <laughs> anything more hero wise i'm excited for moreover i just want more Goth- gotham knights i want yeah. more batman i want more dc heroes to be showcased outside of the bat family whom i love um i just i'm, I'm a sucker for superhero stuff dc comic stuff and the best i've gotten of late is Fortnite characters and that while fun for me is not is not satiating that that arkham fix that i really want you know yeah. mm-hmm.
0: That's a good question from Brigadier. Oh, it jumped. Sorry. Uh, when was the last Marvel vs. Capcom? I don't even remember. What the three. Last one. Uh,
4: yeah, but, well, yeah. But three. when was that? No, they did the Infinite, didn't they? Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, yeah, you right. You're right. Which was like 2017. Correct me if I'm wrong. 2016. Yeah, right. yeah I don't know. It felt flat. Was, I remember. Yeah, they, that game. The art stuff. People seem to like the, the combat. It's seemed to be solid universally but yeah people did not like the the visuals myself included like it was this uncanny valley of they had like frank frank west and these classic characters but they didn't look like they did in the games and it was it was clearly a super low budget game and that was a point obviously back when capcom was still trying to figure out where to invest money for titles and how to invest money because that game was incredibly low budget and it showed and it sucks because it's such a cool Concept for a game in such a beloved franchise, but yeah, yeah I, I bought Infinite and played it for like a week and I never, <laughs> never touched it again.
0: Yeah, a lot of people say Marvel vs. Capcom Two is the best, which I agree. Um, I mm. actually still have my Dreamcast copy sitting on a shelf right over there. No joke, uh, my such original copy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Darge asked about the Hogwarts game. That—that's the Harry Potter one I mentioned. So I, you know, they—they they gave an update on it. Uh, I can't remember. They gave an update earlier this year um on its development and i know it was delayed like every other game um but i i have to imagine they'll probably show something from it uh because yeah. there there is there's a lot of. i mean it's harry potter it's whether you like it or not it's a massive global ip and people are very excited about that so um yeah i think we'll get a lot of that but it it kind of ties to the and i don't want to get into it i said that but it does tie to the discussion right of the whole wb games franchise and ip ownership because you're look at everything we just talked about you've got you know the batman and dc heroes you've got uh, harry potter you've got i mean there's a lot of a lot of uh, notable ip under that banner
2: yeah for anyone that wants that conversation i will plug it again cast co-op 5 was was, was a center of a lot around that conversation
0: and a whole bunch of other nonsense,
4: yeah.
2: But we that's, did. That's, yeah. that's what we do. That's what we Shameless plugging. <laughs> Shameless plugging,
4: no. Um, <laughs> I know.
0: Plug it on my show. I don't yeah. think
4: we're going to see much new it's... stuff from WB at all. I think it's going to be... They have way too many projects in the works right now. Uh, Suicide Squad, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, Gotham yeah. Knights. Like They need to get some of these projects across the finish line before I even want them to announce something else. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, the whole legal situation complicates all that is some of these titles on hiatus now are they going to be canceling any of these projects Um, I don't know if it'll be that extreme but yeah the future of WB as a whole is um, unsure because they tried to sell but I think the problem with selling that is most of your stuff is licensed and buying licensed stuff does not really get you anything Mm -hmm. you still have to pay the licensing fees you don't own that IP you're not exclusively buying Uh, the right stuff you can you only you get to make harry potter games so when you're buying wb and these these teams you don't really get much so i think that's there were the conversations that microsoft was talking wb about buying them i think they looked at it and what they were asking and said like we're not really getting much out of this deal so they're probably figuring out like how to split that up even further because i could see microsoft saying nether realms let's go jump on board rock steady let's go let's get you an xbox game studios but i don't see xbox being like yeah we'll buy wb and all the the stuff that comes with that because yeah it's a lot of weight and
1: baggage Mm -hmm. hey you guys want to go four-way on it we can just yeah we can take it it over right now i got
4: (laughs) i got 15 i can put in five on it let's do
0: it Uh, i assume you guys are talking billions right no (laughs) I, I
2: spent my get, last money making a super chat to make fun of Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, worth I gotta, every penny. Worth a change it.
1: Change over here. It's we'll see what it. we do. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: All right. Uh, last one I wanted to touch on in this vein is Nintendo. The 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 I don't want to say odd man out, but they kind of are in the conversation because they do their own thing. They've got their own schedule. Uh, we don't really know much of what they're doing for this fall at all. Uh, you've got Switch Pro rumors. The only thing we know is Breath of the Wild 2 is coming. Uh, The recent kind of rumblings about that is it's going to be pushed again. Not that it had a release date, but it's not going to make 2021. Um, And so if that's the case, what what is Nintendo doing here? What do they show this summer to get people continually excited about the Switch? Not even that they have to, because the Switch, we always talk about it. It just continues to break all records possible. But still, you've got to give something for your fans. So I'm sure they've got to have something up their sleeve. Do we finally see something from Metroid Prime 4 ever or a Metroid Prime trilogy remake? I mean anything to do with Samus at all?
3: No. It, no. It's I love it's, when we
0: talk about Nintendo, everyone kind of sighs. It's like
4: Nintendo uh, is incredible and they have such an amazing pool of IP, but um, they suck miles. Let's just get uh, it out there. They don't, they the don't work.
2: They don't And they're so great, but they're the worst. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it has a time Nintendo fan. Yes, it, it is frustrating to follow them right now. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're still dominating the casual space. The Switch is selling hand over fist, doing incredibly well every month, despite the fact that there are no huge big games releasing for it. And there's no huge games on the horizon at all. Um, their biggest games have been in limbo for the longest time. Breath of the Wild 2, Metroid Prime 4. What I'm expecting from Nintendo is not going to be that exciting for most people. What I'm expecting from Nintendo is potentially the Metroid Prime collection coming out this fall. They're saying, hey, we're still working on Metroid Prime 4. It's coming out not soon. Here is a collection to tide you over in the meantime. We didn't release that last year because we knew uh, we still had a ways to go. So this will give you a year to play through all the Metroid Primes. Maybe next fall we'll revisit this conversation. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2 I expect to see a trailer, same deal. It's not coming anytime soon, maybe March, maybe later in next year. Um, But here are some remasters of some other games to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Zelda to tide you over while we finish this game. And Yeah. um, yeah, that's what I'm expecting from Nintendo.
1: And you only have 37 minutes on a specific date to purchase them or you're screwed. That's going to oh. be what's going to happen. Yeah. And also, if you want actual basic functionality, you have to buy 13 Amiibos. And oh, you'll God. Be good do, to we, go. do
0: we even want to get into it? I'm not going
1: to get into it. <laughs> Kiss my ass, Nintendo. i getting something <laughs> new and fresh. How about that? I'm so tired of talking about these dudes.
0: The God. best part is, only Nintendo, We say, you know how many times we say only Nintendo could get away with this? Um, they're releasing a remake of a game they released a decade ago for the same amount of money. Actually, it's more money, right? Uh, Then they're releasing a controller you have to pay extra for, which you could get in a bundle originally. And Mm -hmm. now they come out and say, by the way, buy this $20 Amiibo too if you want to fast travel. And guess what? The Amiibo is sold out. It is the number one best-selling gaming item on Amazon right now.
1: Unbelievable. Mm.
2: Feels good. Feels (laughs) good. (laughs) I'm I'm very very done with Nintendo. And... I, I'm just done with them. Like, this is not a, you know, only Nintendo could get away with it. No, they stopped getting away with it for me. I hit a point with them, and that sucks because yeah. I they've made some of my favorite games. I love Breath of the Wild. I love the, wow. the Switch's premise. I, I mean, I think now it wouldn't hold up as well, but at the time, it was just so great, and I'm, right. I'm just done with them. I'm done with them. That sucks. They've Let me done see that, your
4: Amazon I'm... purchase history then. Yeah. <laughs>
2: which,
4: which time
1: was it? Was
2: it, did was you buy good.
4: 3d all-stars
2: did you because i stood my ground i did I stood my ground. i have, a, I ground. have an unopened you. physical copy downstairs that i thought i was gonna play with my brother and then i was disgusted with it <laughs> i was just i bought it and i'm just disgusted with it why why am i upset with it i'm just done whatever it's just sitting there and thankfully it'll probably pay for i don't know my retirement if i just don't open it it's so stupid artificial stuff, blue ocean strategies. I'm just done with them. That right. sucks. I'm so upset about it. <laughs> I, but I don't want to rag on them and they certainly don't need my money. Right. They certainly don't need me. I'm not their guy. Yeah. Um, it's, no, it's, but I
0: think, I think you're the point we've all made multiple times over here is we don't want to feel this way about Nintendo. Like yeah. we all grew up with Nintendo. We all have this deep nostalgic love for Nintendo and their games and systems and everything. Just they they treat their fans like garbage, and I don't understand it. Uh, by the way, Steve said I'm going to start leaking season gaming DMs about this topic. We got to shut it down, guys. Shut it down. <laughs> shut the whole thing down right now because if that comes out, we're getting canceled. That's yeah. for sure. Um, but no, we talk. So many people talk about this all the time, and it's just you can hear the frustration in our voices when we talk about it because it's like they're making billions and billions and billions of dollars of profit it's literally in their financial statement their profit margin in 20 in fiscal year 2021 was the highest it's ever been um where is the investment back to your fans it's just it, it's so strange to me guys so back strange.
4: 99 is that that worth it
0: it? yeah we got we got a mario from 85 that you can play a multiplayer like what are we doing like who's coming up with these
4: ideas it 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 hurts i'm an idiot i love pokemon way too much to boycott them outright (laughs) so i'll buy whatever pokemon nonsense they put out i'll buy whatever the next zelda is but that mario 3d all-stars collection no laziest port i've ever
1: seen in my life remember which one that was
4: that was uh, Super Mario 64 uh
2: Galaxy. It was the Sunshine. one they stopped
1: selling in March. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's I, I have ordered that too. I feel pretty good. I,
2: I bought it because I wanted to play Sunshine, I'd never gotten to play Sunshine, and apparently they still didn't have the invert controls ready. No nope. kidding me right now. Yeah, it wasn't even 60 FPS.
4: These games are Nintendo 64 games that run like they did on the Nintendo 64. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you charging sixty dollars for that and then only a limited window? It's yeah. Um, uh, again, I I love Nintendo, but the, I, they do
2: not deserve the passes that they are now getting. They did it one time, they no. really did it one time. But no. I, I'm over it. Sony's making better at AAA games than they are. Xbox Oof. is making better services no. and experiences. So I'm done. But they don't care because Luke Lore is not their market. It's mean, just not right. Like they have, it's for kids, and we're content creators for adults, and that's the difference. Well, I say yeah. adults loosely.
1: I, I, I'd sooner I, I, go
2: kiss Bad Bits' mom than buy another Nintendo product at this point. I thought you did that because you left your jacket
1: over there. Not um, on
2: the lips, Dan.
1: Oh. Yeah, come on, man. He's <laughs> a gentleman. <You> know,
3: <laughs> Pixar you,
1: never happened. But anyway, yeah, I'm going to buy Mario Golf. <laughs> you know, in whatever, a month or two? 100% because I'm an idiot. But i I'd love Mario Golf. You know. However, it would be nice to be able to play that You know, on a stable online platform that i could talk to my friends seamlessly on unfortunately and i'm sorry ains come september no more you know nintendo online because we're on the didn't you did i get you on the
0: i am i'm on your yeah, family account you're my family and i have right? used it i this is not a joke it, i know it's, it's, it's been how long a year and a half something like a year that? and a
1: half two years i've used it one time that's one more time than i have and (laughs) and that's the problem you know so i'm like i don't even know what the hell to do with it and now you know i don't even know what to do with nintendo i'm like so frustrated with these guys i just i just want you know i want the metroid prime trilogy remake but unfortunately like miles kind of said you know it's probably not going to be anything spectacular it's just going to be a ported over piece of shit is basically what it's going to be, and it, I I don't even know anymore. I, I
4: 720p, 30 FPS, let's yes. go. Let's go. I, oh. I love that this started
1: as, what do you think
0: Nintendo's going to do this summer, and we've We're devolved it us, into a, another do. Nintendo rant, which we do often.
4: God, do.
1: I hate these guys.
4: <sighs> it's Yeah, it's, it's rough because Xbox especially and PlayStation are doing a much better job right now of Catering to their fans, giving their fans mm-hmm. value, fighting for their fans' dollars, where Nintendo... Yeah.
0: And pushing forward with ideas, right? They're they're bringing new things to the industry.
4: Nintendo doesn't have to. Clearly, they don't have to. So, again, I don't know. It's I, I'm not in their position. Like it, like Steam. Like Steam was just... Co- Valve was just coasting for years and years, yeah, and they, they didn't were. have to do anything. They were just sitting by, making a ton of money, doing nothing. And Nintendo... Is doing more than valve objectively doing a lot more than valve but they're still some of these projects are minimal effort and they're still making a ton of money so as a business why would you j- adjust that until something changes you know right. if if you can put out 3d mario all-stars as a limited release and put in next to no effort and just basically run an emulation of these games and it sells it's the number one product on amazon like why not
1: it's why the not weirdest business model right Like. Normally, if like you go to a restaurant, and all of a sudden, you know, somebody reports that there was like salmonella, and you know, they got salmonella poisoning from eating a steak there. You know what's going to happen? People are going to try to avoid that restaurant. Doesn't matter; they can salmonella the crap out of people, <laughs> and everybody will continue to eat there. And Nintendo's <laughs> stupid, disgusting buffet of ports—it's <laughs> so gross, She's and really I can't funny. deal with it anymore.
2: Hey, can, can I get us out of here for a second? Um, dream announcements for E3. Titanfall three, Jedi Fall in Order two, and you just and, and you just it. took a whole left turn. I like it. Whoa, whoa! I'm just trying to end on a positive note here. I right? know. We're I'm not too right? I don't want to talk work. about Nintendo. No, I'm no, no, excited. No, no. We're for good. One.
0: We're good. The only the only other thing, let me shout this out real quick, Luke, and then we'll get to that. Uh, just for awareness, I wanted to share because I hadn't seen this until I went to Summer Game Fest. Is that Steam Next Fest? Talking about Valve is actually right after all of these shows on June 16th, and they're apparently going to have hundreds of new demos. Four games that you could play on Steam for new stuff coming out. So be aware of that. It's June 16th, nice. and then EA Play, like we said a couple of weeks ago, for whatever reason, is all the way in July 22nd. So uh-huh. they're doing this show a month after all the event. But we have heard Battlefield 6 will be uh, in June, and I think you know at the Xbox Showcase. Uh, so, but we've already covered that. So to your point, Luke, we've covered a lot of um, you know a lot of the show. What's coming up in the summer for all these big events? For, to, to wrap up our final topic here, um, go for it. Start us off. Titanfall 3, I heard you say.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I just – there's a lot of dream announcements, and it always tends to happen on these shows as we lead up in that dry period of news. Um, I really hope that we see somehow, some way through through this these events in the summer some news on Titanfall 3. I really loved the resurgence of Titanfall 2 positivity that came out over the last month or so. I That is just one of my favorite games and franchises uh, – Shout out to Apex for finally recognizing some of its Titanfall lineage in, in recent times. Um, I really want to see Fallen Order 2, and I think it's amusing that both the games are respawn that I'm really hopeful for uh, for, for some information on. Uh, I, I just really want some, some good vibes and good feelings, and in a year where gaming has really gotten us through and it's really gone through its own trials and tribulations, crunch, and all types of things, um, I want people to be able to leave these showcases feeling good about their purchases and some excitement coming forward because I don't want another I don't want another show where I'm seeing something that I'm thrilled about, Halo Infinite, and then everybody's trying to dunk on. That's not fun, <laughs> right? Like that's not fun. I love video games and I want to leave happy and excited the way I did in uh 2019. I really thought 2019 shows shows were great. Yeah I want more they
0: no, I agree with you. In fact, uh, you know, I'm usually very positive about these shows. I, I, I hated the Twitch thing they did, Xbox, that just didn't work for me. But generally speaking, with game shows, if I'm seeing, you know, just games, I'm excited. Um, you know, so I, I think it's going to be a good time no matter what. So, uh, Miles, man, if you could, what, what would be your kind of, to Luke's point, what would be your dream announcement? Okay. Something we haven't even heard, or is it a game we know about, or is it something we don't know about?
4: So let me preface this by saying this isn't stuff that I I know about. This isn't like me trying to sneak anything out there in case Reddit wants to go wild. You, you but, heard the leaks first here, folks. Go, um, let's, let's these help are this. help me will a couple things into existence. I'm going to thieves two three things that three things. would Oof. just completely reinvigorate Xbox Game Studios and their portfolio. Number one, go. Phantom Dust reboot, co-developed. <laughs> by the Coalition. Experts in multiplayer, experts in third person, they look at the Phantom Dust IP. They understand the untapped potential that's there, and they say, Phil, we know you love Phantom Dust. Phil, we're going to make you proud. And the Coalition (laughs) is going to take that IP and make it the amazing multiplayer arena-based deck-building game that it could be that would absolutely crush in this day and age. Phantom Dust was like 15 years ahead of its time when it comes to like a multiplayer foundation and multiplayer game. So bring it back, please. Fair enough. Number one. All right. Number two, Dead Rising reboot. Yeah. Capcom partners cool. with Xbox and Capcom partners specifically with Undead Labs to make and reboot a darker, grittier version of Dead Rising. Boom. Mm-hmm. Too perfect to not exist. <laughs> and number three, Number three, Konami is in the process of you know here we go partnering with teams <laughs> to refresh and revitalize their iconic IP. Um, Konami sees the value of Xbox Game Studios, um, and Ninja Theory pitches a Castlevania reboot Oof. in the vein of God of War 2018 to Konami, and Ninja Theory develops a third-person open-world Metroidvania in the uh castlevania license
3: castlevania.
4: boom! i'm oh, in there oh, we man. go that's it help me will into existence and if it happens then i predicted it and i'm putting out while. only
0: the things in the middle only- there so you can it could be a leak from yeah okay it. reddit okay. perfect <laughs> get all the would, hits
4: would appreciate that i still have people <laughs> like getting mad because i leaked that from software was um making a uh sci-fi rpg for xbox but ah uh. Um, it, it was me talking about wild video game conspiracy theories, and that was yeah. one of the ones I mentioned. But, but it's, there's it's still a, a, a contingent of people who are like, "He he leaked this, and he was wrong." But no,
2: no. At least yeah. they link you in in the in the articles, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they At least I know you're me. not calling me out. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Luke, I think he uh, he won up your your simple mundane Titanfall three expectation. Uh, mm-hmm. As much as I would love a Titanfall three, I think that I think.
1: Another Titanfall
0: is inevitable, I hope, Mm -hmm. um, just because of how beloved that IP is. Um, But man, uh, you know, you got me hyped thinking about the potential for Castlevania with some ninja theory kind of uh, Mm -hmm. influence on it and Mm. proper proper funding. Mm
4: -hmm. Let's go. Konami, make it happen. All right. Get your shit together.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, you know, when you said Konami, uh, the other kind of conspiracy or want or whatever you want to call it out there right now, right? Uh, especially mm-hmm. given the whole Kojima thing, uh, with the mm-hmm. Xbox, you know, thing and behind Phil Spencer, is that Xbox has licensed Metal Gear, and would uh, would they actually? Would Kojima actually take on? And I think the bigger question is, even if Xbox licensed Metal Gear, and even if they signed a deal or could sign a deal with Kojima to work on Metal Gear, would Kojima even want to? Because part of his thing. One, it would still be giving credit c- to Konami, which obviously there's tons of bad blood there, right? Because Konami still owns the license. But two, he, part of his thing with his studio was new IP and new experiences and broadening out. He had done Metal Gear for so long. So I know a lot of people have had this kind of conspiracy thing of oh, Xbox is working with Kojima, Konami's licensing their stuff. That means Kojima, Metal Gear, Xbox, it's done deal. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true. It'd be crazy. I, I agree, but I, I just don't know if that would ever come to fruition if Kojima would even want to do that.
2: I think there's Kojima Xbox validity somewhere. I don't yes. think it's
0: Metal Gear yes. related though. Abs- agree.
4: No, I don't think they're I don't think like you said, I don't think Kojima has any interest. Yeah. And I don't think right. Phil Spencer approaches kojima which those have been the conversations and i'm sure we'll see something about those conversations sometime in the near future but i don't think the conversations are hey you want to work on metal gear again i know you have a new team we're trying to get people in you want to do this i'm i i guarantee the pitch from phil was all right we understand what you want to do we understand your vision you want to take risks you want to make big bold games um did playstation you know give you enough was that the right place to do it Um, Mm -hmm. We have this vessel called Xbox Game Pass where you can try these new ideas. You can experiment with different things and there's not this stress of selling X number of copies. So your creativity, your vision here has a better chance of getting to a wider audience because there's not this $60 barrier attached to these more artsy projects realistically. So I'm sure that was the pitch from Phil. Hey, this is what we can offer. Let's jump on board. We'll give you a lot of money to be weird and that's (laughs) all you need to do. Make games and be weird, and here's some money. And I don't imagine that Kojima denied that offer, but
0: 100% agree. Uh, I said very similar comments uh, previously as well. As it's Xbox Game Pass, is, I think we talked about this on Cast Co op, didn't we? Luke, Xbox Game Pass is a tremendous vehicle for creativity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, because it removes some of the risk of being creative in this space. And Kojima is a poster child for that. Um, So what I would like to see is, hell, we'll throw it out. This will be mine Uh, because I hadn't thought about this before you mentioned it, Luke, honestly. But Mm -hmm. as we're kind of talking about this topic is do everything we just said. Let Kojima work with Xbox, make a game pass, give resources, let his department work on it. Take Silent Hill. Give me a Silent Hill reboot with some Kojima craziness in it and give me a proper horror game that he's always wanted to create and never got the opportunity to. That'll be, that's my wish.
2: Great if they can get it. I feel like that'd be a Sony thing, but great for anybody that gets it for sure.
0: Yeah, shit. I don't, honestly, I don't care where it lands. Just give it and, to me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Same
4: boat. I don't care. And, With Konami, <laughs> I don't care who buys them, who who publishes the game. Just please take it away from Konami. That's all I ask. I don't yes, care who no it doubt. is. Just please, no someone doubt. make a good version of any of their IP.
0: No doubt. Dan, you got one? Give us a crazy wish, other than tunic eventually releasing.
1: Yeah, that I mean I play the demo. It's fantastic. Um <laughs> all right, so like way out there.
0: Dream World. Yeah, Dream World.
1: Mm-hmm. Parasite Eve. Hope you know, not maybe not a remake, but like just go back to Parasite Eve and I'll take a remake at this point. Um, I want that so bad. I don't know why. I feel like it's a big enough IP and I feel like it did real well enough back in the day where, you know, and people remember it or that or just it, me. It's
0: talked about pretty often, honestly. Yeah, I mean, old it,
1: it, is. it seems like, you know, it, it was, and that's a, you know, a horror genre. That's something that I'm not going to, you know, normally play that I will play a hundred percent. Um Aside from that, I'd love to see some Bioshock. Yes. Stuff. Well, we know it's, that's coming. I mean, we know, you're right. yeah. And then something from like Ken Levine, you know, so kind of, Those you can put those kind of together, you know, something from him. The guy is super pretentious, I feel like, and weird, but you know, kind of Kojima like, you know, (laughs) but his his stuff is so good, you know. And and so I will forgive. Oh, shit, excuse me. (laughs) Oh, I don't like Dr. Pepper, boys. Um, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) I need to get some tums, man. Holy shit. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Something from Ken Levine, whatever okay. that may be. Yeah. I don't know that's what pretentious, guy. <laughs> 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 you kind of nailed home the point. Yep. You did. Oh, oh, my gosh.
0: perfect. Perfect. Uh, by the way, we got a super chat from Bigadairs Blue. Thanks for coming out, man. Appreciate it. Five dollars super chat. Quick question for everyone: What are your most wanted games to get an FPS boost outside of the common answers like Rise and Sunset?
2: Over Arkham Origins. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. I'll go with that one. Respect. I just want more Arkham.
4: <laughs> I just want him back.
2: Yeah, um, mine is
0: Sunset Overdrive. So that's uh, a
4: weird omission. That one's really I don't even understand. Unless there's yeah. like a fundamental issue with the engine. Is because that is an X Xbox franchise or xbox published game so there's no publisher interference which has kind of been the hurdle for some titles but yeah, yeah why not sunset
3: like, yeah why? i
4: don't know i really
0: want that one i haven't honestly thought about what other games i would want because most of the big franchises i love be it halo be it gears etc they they have the focus already right we saw prey would have been one of mine how about red, 2? Yeah, there you go.
1: There go. Yeah. red dead redemption 2 yeah that's
0: a big one yeah give me that at 60 fps yeah. and all. I'll disappear for three months again
1: exactly that's exactly what would happen
4: <laughs> i've been standing for dark souls 3 for a long time because that's one that's 900p 30 fps yeah. and it's the best dark souls and it runs and looks the worst yeah. on <laughs> xbox series x right now which hurts hurts a that's little true. bit um yeah, but i have a feeling that's probably a bandai thing that's probably uh yeah
0: we're gonna sell I, you I sh-
4: that ashen edition here real soon so <laughs> The funny thing about
0: Dark Souls 3, too, I don't know if you know, but it's better than Bloodborne. Did you know that?
4: I had heard. I had heard, yeah, yeah, that that was a fact, that some people have... You know, kind of like the flat earthers that have not accepted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. I when I streamed
0: uh, Souls recently, I did on PC and it was 1080. Uh, I can play it in 1440, but 1080 uh, 60, and, and man, it's a world of difference.
4: It re- yeah, I bought it on PC for that same reason.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's night and day. Yeah, no doubt. Titanfall
2: um, Two was was my FPS boost game, and I will say, as more people start adopting better monitors that can display 120. Uh, you will find that fps boost is a huge boon for the system one that i didn't think was that big a deal until i saw it in real time and then once i saw it it made all the difference which is great for game preservation because it helps keep games the way you remember them longer so i just wanted to jump that in with that Felt out of place. Now that I've said it, <laughs> <laughs> it
1: We'll try, try, opposite. yeah, try having some indigestion right before. You <laughs> right <laughs> um, worse.
0: That's a bad, bit. real will Sixty fps make RDR two fun. Uh, Joe, so you know, I've, <laughs> had enough slander about RDR two. We're gonna, we're
4: gonna take care of this.
2: Yeah, somehow, well, right? you want to be in cast co op? We got an opening. <laughs> yeah, we have, we
4: have. <laughs> I was gonna say, I thought. People knew that the best video games are not supposed to be fun. All right, that's that's true. Last that's months. how it works. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> super chat
0: from my brother Hassan out and about, dropping by to say hi. Hassan, thank you so much for nine 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 super chat. And uh, to get real serious for a second, um, Hassan's family is in Palestine. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, serious, serious. Uh, th- be thankful for the uh, ceasefire. Let's hope. Uh, this is done with for so now in, in the vein that it was going on. His family is safe. We did learn uh, the other day. So um, if you haven't paid attention to what's going on over there, um, especially if you have the means to help in any way that you can help, uh, please do. Because it's, it's. we've been talking in another chat about it. It's horrific on the most grandest of levels. Um, so yeah, uh, please Please uh, don't disregard it and just, yeah. you know, flash by clips on Twitter or the news and disregard them because there's people that are being seriously, seriously impacted. Um, you know, like I said, as, as horrible as it can possibly be. So shout out, Hassan. Thanks, man. So, yeah, sorry to get all serious, but uh, Hassan made me think right we, for that. Hey, bit. Ains,
1: are we still doing the uh, stuff, the donations and everything?
0: Yeah. So uh, we're actually on the tail end. So this week in our merchandise shop. Thank you, Dan. um, You know, uh, SG merchandise is 15% off free shipping and 100% of all the profit. Uh, We usually donate it to Able Gamers and uh, Special Effect for charity gaming. This week we're donating it to uh, medical aid for Palestinians. So please, um, you know, check that out if you just want to pimp out the, uh, the SG stuff. uh, I don't even really care so much about that. I I definitely appreciate it, um, but it's, it's more about just doing it for the right reasons.
3: Yeah. All
0: right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and get us out of here. This has been a fantastic show. Seriously. This is a a real fun conversation. Um, A lot of things I didn't even really plan on touching on. Uh, We may have to apologize for the Nintendo rant. I don't know. Maybe who knows? I think it was necessary to get it out. Um, (laughs) We've got a, a lot of things coming This week, like I said, Biomutant, a lot to say on it. Monday morning, review, tips, a bunch of other things, screenshots, gameplay, just stay tuned, a lot on it. Um, If you haven't caught it yet, uh, there's an industry perspective chat out there with Chris Johnston, a friend of Luke and Joe's and uh, now mine, thankfully, super nice guy. Um, Very, very uh, genuine and someone who's been in the gaming industry for a very long time. He worked at Electronic Gaming Monthly uh, when he was 17. He actually used to write the Quarterman articles, believe it or not, which when he told me that, my mind blew because I read those as a kid. Um, and he uh, he runs secondplayer.net. He's player one podcast. He's been gaming podcasting since 2006. Um, so he's been doing this a very long time. So check that out. It's a great conversation. Cast co Episode 5. We already plugged it. Luke did a good job of that. Joe's on it. Sorry about that. But outside of Joe, just mute him. You can listen to Luke and I chatter. Uh, that's out there if you check that out. I appreciate it. And then, lastly, stay tuned because there is a, a, a huge, the biggest guest I've had yet on industry perspectives, and it's going to tie into our Good in Gaming initiative this week um, about assess- accessibility and some other aspects. It'll be uh, a very good one. It's taken a long time to come together, so uh, please stay tuned for that. It should launch Thursday, so keep an eye out for it. But guys, chat, you've been awesome. Thank you to all the new faces. Great to see some new people here. Um, really appreciate you stopping by. Let me, uh, Miles, man, thanks for coming on. It's been a serious pleasure, man. We got to chat more often. I'm glad we were finally able to do a show together, Um, but let people know where they can find you, man.
4: Yeah, thanks so much for letting me hang out and chat with you guys. I know we've been working on this for a while, have some overlap with our shows, but I was excited (laughs) to take some time and hang out. Had a blast. Um, I'll keep my plug short and sweet. Uh, Windows Central Gaming, I've been typing in the chat here. If you want to follow us on YouTube, that's where most of my work goes. And then if you want to harass me about Bloodborne or send me awful gaming memes, um, just hit me up <laughs> on Twitter uh, at, at Miles Dampierre over there. So, Very good. Luke,
0: where can they find Mr. Xbox Expansion Pass?
2: You can find me on Twitter at InsipidGhost. And you can find the Xbox Expansion Pass on all your podcast services. Trying to work on getting some iTunes reviews if anyone is willing or able. It would be amazing. Uh, and then, of course, a member of Cast Co-op as well. Uh, but really, interestingly, thank you guys for, for listening and uh, supporting. It means a lot.
0: Perfect. Potassium. Mm. Doing all right?
1: Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be here next week. That's when you can find Dan. Potassium Stan. Yeah.
0: Perfect. All right, guys. Thank you, everyone, again for tuning in. It's been fun. That was Big Cast 155. We will catch you next Saturday with a new round of guests. Peace.